Hey everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Kellen's Petty Talk Show. This time around, I got to hang with Devin Bentley, drummer of Public Opinion and previously the drummer of Such Gold. We've been talking about getting him on here for quite a while now, so it was a real treat to have him stop in for an interview while he was in town. He's had a wonderful career behind the kit, even having the chance to fill in for bands like The Wonder Years and Trash Talk. Just this past week, he finished tracking drums for the debut full-length public opinion record and is planning on some other awesome gigs to round out the year. This was a great conversation, and if you enjoy what you hear, go shoot him a follow at Devin Bentley on Instagram. That's D-E-V-A-N-B-E-N-T-L-E-Y. Check out his various projects and be on the lookout for many cool announcements dropping soon. Be sure to follow Kellen's Petty Talk Show on Instagram to stay up to date on all the new guest announcements. Without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Yeah. Not sure if you were aware, the other podcasts don't compare. Tell your mom if she's too busy to literally stop what she's doing. I need all layers on me as I interview legends for the What's up, buddy? How you doing? Doing good. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Been stoked to do this with you. So have you uh, checked out any cool movies lately? Yeah. Um, so my wife, she does this like movie club thing every Tuesday. And uh, she gets a bunch of our friends to like go to movies and stuff. And I've been like super busy, but like just in the last few weeks, I've been able to go to like a bunch of movies with her. So yeah, we we just checked out the the last the newest evil dead or whatever right yeah rise yep and what were your thoughts on that one i don't know as a fan of the first like as a fan of the first like evil dead 2 and like army of darkness like those like i grew up on watching so it's like you can't beat them yeah i feel like it was i felt like halfway like the first half of the like movie i was just like there's no way Bruce Campbell's happy with this. Right. <laughs> he was rolling like just like I wonder why he didn't even do it though. That's that's where I'm confused. Cuz I think it would have been cool if the female character like stepped up and became that sort of like Bruce Campbell energy. Right. Player. You know like right. like just let's let's do this. Let's take charge. Let's fight this evil. Let's just go. Just groovy. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like I feel cuz she definitely did at the end and it was badass. I right. Thought. But I felt like I was just like like hoping for that to just be sooner. Yeah, it did take a while to get to where it was going. Yeah. I, I kind of like the opening though. I thought the opening was kind of nice. The, like the girl like cool. rises out of the lake. That's cool. It's cool because it kind of like yeah, it brought back that sort of like, like yeah. And uh, I don't know. I thought it was cool that like it was in a cabin too. You know, right? Vibe. Yeah, it definitely didn't hit all the notes. I, I actually saw it twice, and the first time I saw it was literally like last June. I saw oh, like the okay. first test screening out here and for some reason like everybody in the audience loved it that night 
And so I, I had like the mentality that it was good oh, yeah. and I like really enjoyed it. Cause the audience was like so electric. We're like screaming at the screen, like laughing at all, like the Stephanie parts. And I think there was more of that. I think they cut some of that, but, um, yeah, we kind of enjoyed it the first time. And then the, the second time I saw, it, I saw like a lot more of the issues. So it definitely took a second watch to really see all of that. But yeah, I would say overall, it's, it's definitely my least favorite of the franchise. Um, but I don't think it, I don't think it's terrible. I think it's okay. Yeah. Um, I think Evil Dead 13 definitely buries it. True. I have to see that one. I love the series, though. Oh, the ORL series is amazing. Like, or, like the. Oh, you know, mean the show? The yeah. Show. The show oh, kicks yeah. ass. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I actually still need to finish it. I think I need to finish it. But... Same. I'm in like the second season. Yeah. Probably just restarted at this point. Yeah. It's been so long. But um, have you checked out any core cool, uh, records lately? Have you been listening to anything? Yeah. Let's see. Every time I always blank on that question, but let's see what I've been jamming. It's funny. I've been just jamming for some reason. I've been just like on a Phoenix kick. Like I've been just listening to oh, Phoenix. Cool. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, new re- new records though. Is Phoenix um, like alternative? I don't even know. Yeah, they're like indie. Like yeah. Like indie pop. Indie like, pop. Yeah, okay. It's like, I don't know. It's It's sick. It's like super poppy. That's cool. Kind of almost like. Yeah, it's like a little dancey electronic kind of stuff. It's kind of like nineteen seventy five, a little bit. Maybe, maybe not so much like that. It's more, it's more indie. Okay. Like, um, I don't know, but they're they're playing, uh, they're playing Red Rocks, like the and they're playing the day after the Strokes. Oh, and cool. I just got tickets to the Strokes. So I'm like, yeah, dang, like maybe I should like go to the Strokes, camp out, and then go to Phoenix. So I don't right, know, we'll see. that's cool. But new records, I love, I mean, you're wearing a fireworks shirt. I love the new fireworks record. Dude, like I cool. love the new fireworks. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, it's it's sick. It's like, I don't know. It's really cool that they just expand on their I'm sound. I'm really glad they're back playing. And and it's also just like, yeah, it's like cool. It's like, hey, we listen to a lot of music. Check it out. Right. <laughs> yeah. There's like just so many different influences that each song like kind of te- like touches on so it's pretty cool literally everything's been different and even they're like more pop punk releases have all been different like even the eps like they're all just slightly different yeah. um but yeah the new stuff is just it's just super cool that's a lot of dave too dave like plays a lot of the guitars too i don't know if you knew that like he's just like he's just like a master S- super good at like every instrument yeah dave said I-, I was talking to dave a little bit like kind of a couple years ago like maybe before before they announced coming back yeah and he was just saying like he has like a ton of demos and stuff like right yeah so i was like dang that's cool but i'd be into doing like some more chill stuff too right even just like more in the indie route like maybe what about like some shoegaze yeah shoegazy kind of like indie stuff i would be into that too that's cool i saw you were ripping the uh the new military gun last night Yep. Yeah. So I'm stoked on that. And like Ian's actually helping us produce the public opinion records. So oh, he's sick. Been hanging out. Which and guy is he in military gun? He's the singer. Oh, okay. So he's sick. like kind of the leader of the band and awesome. He produces, he's produced the, 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 the all the public opinion stuff. Oh, wow. And okay. he's good buddies with, um, Kevin Hart, who's our who's public opinion singer. And like, oh, yeah. Kevin is also like the leader of the band. He like writes everything um he even is a drummer he plays drums too so um yeah him and ian go way back because they're both from seattle mm-hmm. so like public opinion is like kind of from seattle and um 
like so it's like it's like a weird thing though it's like there's mm-hmm. like members in seattle but then there's also now members in denver because kevin moved from seattle to denver so he's like right. created a band that's in colorado but then he also has a seattle band oh so that's like, cool bouncing yeah it's like every show <laughs> and every tour is like different lineup of members right yeah it's kind of cool do you like that or is that does it make it kind of stressful i think it's cool so far like kevin has been asking me first like whatever is coming down the pipeline and you know i say yes or no um so that's like really cool like mm-hmm. It's really hard to say no. I hate saying no to stuff. And yeah. I've had to say no to stuff like a lot recently. And yeah. um, it's just like, I have to like make sure, you know, I'm married now. It's right. not just me. I can't just make the decision. Right. It's I've, gotta got prioritize. A, I've got a family. So yeah. I got to make sure that everything is cool. And like, you know, I'm like making sure to give like the, the amount, like the right amount of time to like my family and like, yeah. and, and music and stuff. So how's the marriage going? Great. Yeah. We, we awesome. will be married see it's like yeah i think it's gonna be coming up soon yeah october 13th we were married oh my god i can't believe it's five years yeah oh wow yeah so we had our wedding like a year after our we actually got married yeah so i'm always like oh, it's like is it four or is it five right. but yeah it's, it's gonna be five years which is really cool that's yeah. cool glad to hear it's working out <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah and it's great that's yeah. awesome and she she grew up in colorado springs so that's like where yeah. we live so she has her family there and so it's a yeah i got really lucky like i'm very lucky to be married to her and like right i kind of married into like it's just awesome like it's not just like i have this like partner but i also have like family now right. like i have a whole group of friends that she like all the friends that she grew up with like it's like they're now my friends which is like really cool it's just like i don't know i'm just really grateful that's, that's sweet. Like sick, yeah. Yeah, I was just telling you before. My uh, my sister lives in Colorado Springs. She just moved there about a year ago. Yeah, she's in like cool. the Air Force. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, she just bought an RV like two days ago, just like impulse buy. Whoa! So I'll be coming up there soon to like go camping if you ever want to hang. Yeah, that'd be sick. <laughs> yeah, there's so much to do. Like, yeah. Shout out to anyone coming to the Springs. There's right. So dude. many things. Like, I, I love that Penny Arcade that's there. Yeah. Fat Sully's. Yeah. The pizza place. Yeah. Um. The yeah, incline. Man, yeah, man yeah, the Manitou Incline and, and like yeah, the Manitou like Penny Arcade. Yeah. So that whole part of like yeah, Manitou is really cool. Just like a it's like just this cool little like mountain town that's like right. in like a valley of like like surrounded by the mountains and it's like yeah. right at the foot of like Pikes Peak and stuff. It's oh yeah, cool. Pikes Peak. Yeah. It kinda reminds me of Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Oh a okay, little bit. Yeah. It's kind of a similar vibe. Cool. And I went, I went zip lining there. I forgot what that place was called, but it was super fun. You go on like 20 zip lines and you jump off a tower at the end. Dang. Shit's awesome. That sounds crazy. But there's a lot of like cool, like thrill seeking stuff out in Colorado. Yeah. A lot of good hiking. Yeah. Let's see here. So you just finished uh, tracking the drums for the new uh, and debut public opinion LP. How do you think you did on that? Oh, I think I did good. I th- I'm like excited about it. It's, it's mostly like, so yeah like i said kevin writes everything so he actually already demoed a lot of the drums and kind of like had a like you know simple like kind of like structure already in mind and i tried to just keep it as simple as i could and tried to keep it you know true to like what he was doing and just like added little things that needed it Mm -hmm. um a couple of the songs we played live already a bunch so those kind of became mine so i kind Mm -hmm. of like wrote more on those ones like that's cool you can kind of tell like 
feel like the ones that we were playing live different like are very different than maybe some of the ones that were brand new that i brought like yeah. i tried to keep it simple but that's cool but i'm stoked on it yeah it's really cool i think what's the sound like is it kind of similar to the what you guys put out in the past or is it a little different i think it's a little different um yeah i feel like we're trying to i think kevin's just trying to do a couple few different more like different things mm-hmm. i'd say it's like a little more just like like i don't know how to say it maybe catchy and melodic yeah, yeah like melodic, melodic punk stuff yeah. yeah that's cool it's pretty cool but what's the uh, anticipated release window for that gonna be i'm not sure um so yeah we're gonna be putting it out on convulse records cool. which is like the label out of denver it's like a hardcore label they've got like gel like they oh, just released sweet. the gel um they released ms paint record um they had previously released the military gun records oh um, cool they've got uh some other some other records yeah um like on the pipeline but i think we'll be probably later in the year maybe like we're shooting for i guess that's cool end of the year maybe awesome who, who did the artwork on the modern convenience ep yeah um zach hobbs um we've been working i, th- I think I-, I hope i'm not wrong but zach hobbs we work with a lot um on a lot of the flyers and stuff and i'm pretty sure he did that artwork artwork and we're actually working with him again um for this lp so he's like been sending us a lot of cool stuff he's done a lot of stuff for angel dust right like all the angel dust records um i think not maybe not all of them but he's done a a lot of the recent ones and who else has he done but yeah he's got a cool style dude he's brilliant yeah i noticed your uh your drum like rug looks like the angel dust cover is that supposed to be like that or is that um looks exactly so like it's actually like twin peaks design oh okay like, weird like jaggedy yeah like, yeah yeah um yeah that's like kind of what i thought was when i got it but, oh that's cool yeah you david lynch fan for sure hell yeah. yeah what's your favorite movie from him man i don't know you know you know my wife would kill me because like <laughs> i'm a david lynch fan but i've like i feel like i've like missed i haven't like watched some of the better movies right and like Eraserhead was cool like i watched right. that like a bunch of times like i'd say i like that one but, about blue velvet but yeah she says blue velvet's probably the best one and i haven't seen that oh, one so I yeah i that. love that one that's probably my favorite i know it's not dune so yeah no that <laughs> i heard that was not not as best yeah no, not towards the top <laughs> um i actually just rented lost highway yesterday that's one i haven't seen have you seen that one no. I hear great things about that. What one is that about? I don't is really. The... It's like I don't really know what it's about to be honest. I haven't okay. seen it, but it's like it's got like that road on the front cover, and there's like the girl. I think it's Patricia Arquette. Okay. I like don't even know what it's about. Okay. I just heard it's sick. Cool. Um, but yeah, where, where do you hope the new record takes the band? Are you guys like basically trying to tour as much as possible? What's the plan? So yeah, I think Kevin's idea is to try to tour as much as possible next year. Mm-hmm. Um. You know that's difficult for me I'm, I'm not sure that i i'm you know we, yeah i think we like kevin Ann and i both have just like had that conversation yeah. where it's like yeah there's no way i can do all of it so yeah. like luckily there are like multiple members yeah. we actually our tag on instagram like is public opinion fc because we literally have 11 members oh my god f- football club <laughs> that's so sick like i think there's even more now like because i think we're about to play um we always have like a lot of different lineups for one-offs and we play right. a lot of one-offs opening shows in Denver. And yeah. 
we're going to have a brand new lineup um on that we just got uh the gel like that gel tour that's happening in july yeah it's coming through denver we're gonna play that we're gonna open that show and that's Sweet. gonna be a new lineup oh that's cool <laughs> yeah and then we're also opening for taking meds in denver hell yeah june 2nd and uh seeing them tomorrow can't yeah, wait <laughs> I, know. I wish i i should like try to extend my flight and hang be cool. <laughs> would it be a lot you think to change it no actually i called the airline so i think they they let you if it's within 24 hour window of the flight mm-hmm. and you call like pretty close to your flight or or pretty close to the flight you're trying to change to mm-hmm. um they'll let you take a standby like they'll accept your ticket all right yeah so i might try to do that i was gonna do that to go home early but dude you should do it if it works out you should totally do it yeah that'd be cool i'll come pick you up we can go yeah that'd be sick (laughs) we're all we're all going because our our buddy john's opening that and like the band northbound i don't know if you heard of them Oh, like a florida band yeah it's cool but um actually i've never seen taking meds seen such gold a bunch of times never saw taking meds i don't think i don't think i did yeah they're really good okay well new records uh yeah i mean yeah i've been skylar sent me the new taking meds record oh is it crazy it's amazing is it like their best stuff i'd say i think it's just it's in a cool like new direction i'd say not like Mm -hmm. brand new but i feel like it's just a little more like 90s alt like which is great like i think it just they do it really well and they do they're just yeah they're amazingly like they're just so talented so i think they like do that in a cool creative way Mm -hmm. i love their energy too yeah What's like uh, public opinions, like overall message? Like, it seems like you guys are all about just having fun and just ripping it up. Like, is there like an overall message? Yeah, I feel like maybe that's a good question for Kevin. I'm just the drummer, but right. I feel like that's it. Yeah, we want to like, we really love like a lot of different kind of music. We want to make cool music together and play with other cool bands that are playing like right. good music. You know, I think it's, I really like, I think live, we really like to tap into like the hardcore show energy and vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're not necessarily like a hardcore band, like you know, yeah. your standard hardcore band. You, you definitely know? ride the line, but I feel like you can, you can definitely pull fans like from both, you know? Yeah. We've, we like that energy and I, I personally love that energy and feed off that as a drummer. And right. I like to like go crazy, like try to go crazy. Like if I can, you know, so. no, definitely. Yeah, it's fun. So like between the time you left Such Gold and before joining this band, was there a period of time where you were just chilling or were you still in any other bands? Yeah, so there was, yeah, I, I was doing a lot at, like um, around that time, but mm-hmm. I also took a few years off. Um, right. Yeah, after Such Gold, like I was, during Such Gold, I had started My Iron Lung or started playing with My Iron Lung from San Diego and recorded a record with them and so i was still kind of doing that band i was like wait hold on. i was like you're in an iron lung no <laughs> i was like holy shit yeah, it's like uh they were on pure noise yeah it was like a yeah just like kind of like a screamo-ish right band. yeah um but so i you know left such gold like mid tour right and just filled in for trash talk and then that became like a permanent like that kind of became like an opportunity to continue playing the trash talk. Yeah. So they had a lot of stuff coming up and asked me to do that. And so I was saying yes to that stuff first. Mm -hmm. Um, So I did, I did trash talk for probably like a full year. Yeah. um, Almost like maybe a little more than a year. Wow. 
And then in about 2015, I left the band, um, left LA, um, moved to the Bay Area, but then I was still kind of trying to do gigs. Mm-hmm. And so I filled in for Hit the Lights. Oh, we sick. Like, yeah, we went to like Japan. We did like a full US. We did a Northeast run with Cartel. Oh, yeah, I remember them. Yeah, those oh, yeah. those shows were pretty cool. Um, but then, yeah, I didn't really like the vibe of that band. Um, yeah. Like, and I also like, I feel like at that time I was kind of drinking a lot. So mm-hmm. it's like I also wasn't a very like holding it down. Right. I wasn't very responsible and I probably made yeah. it like a bad situation for myself. You yeah. Know? So it's not really like on them. But um, yeah, I kind of just needed a break and I kind of moved back to the Bay Area and kind of needed a break. Tried to, it was like trying to sober up. And then I mm-hmm. actually got a call to fill in for the sheds. Oh, I remember the sheds. Yeah. Hell so yeah. I to the sheds. And yeah, I just actually just stayed with Mac. Dude. Um, Mac Miller and Brittany. Um, Mac is actually out on tour, but we, Brittany like let us stay at her place. Oh, uh, that's sick. But um, so yeah, then did the sheds and then I actually got a call from Iron Lung after Iron Lung kind of like got a new drummer. Yeah. Um, they got a new drummer like when I was doing a lot of stuff with Trash Talk. I was pretty busy with Trash Talk and they wanted to do the band so they got a new drummer. But that drummer couldn't get into Canada, so I did a tour with them. Yeah. And we did like a Silverstein like tour. Oh cool. It was like Silverstein Beartooth Major League. Ah. Uh, yeah. Damn. And uh stacked. So yeah, we did that. I did that run and then and then the last thing I did was Elder Brother. I recorded with Elder Brother. Um, like before my break, this the last thing I did was like I recorded with Elder Brother in around around that time, 2015, yeah. right? Yeah. And then I started going to school in Berkeley and like I was like kind of like, okay, I'm gonna take a break from music. Like mm-hmm. um, you know, I was like open to getting a gig, like if someone asked me, but right. I wasn't getting a call, you know. Yeah. And I was mostly focusing on sobering up. And, um, so I was like kind of doing that and they actually had a tour coming up and they actually asked me to fill in. Mm -hmm. So I got to like fill in and play with Elder Brother again live and got to play the song that we wrote together, which was really cool. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, that was in 2017 and that was the very last thing I ever like that I did. And then I moved to Colorado like that same year. Cool. And you just took a little time off in between. And then, so like, yeah, around that time is when I moved to Colorado and nice, like was engaged and then became married. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And then how did public opinion kind of start? So public opinion, I, I'm not sure if it started in Seattle, it might've, but, um, Kevin Hart who lived in Seattle moved to Denver and was kind of working with convulse records a little bit. Um, in some capacity, like whether he was helping out or friends with Adam and just kind of like had a band together with them or something. But anyway, he, I think he either started the band in Denver or Seattle, but they needed a drummer and Adam who runs convulse records also plays drums, plays drums in destiny bond, plays drums for a lot of bands and was filling in for public opinion. And I saw that they were playing a fiddlehead show and I was like, dang, I love fiddlehead. Yeah. Yo, Adam, can I play drums in public opinion? (laughs) Basically. (laughs) I was just like, you know, that's cool. Like that public opinions playing that show. Right. It's like, 
you weren't playing drums for every single band maybe you know or something yeah. like i just made some joke or something and he's like wait are you seriously interested like you could do it like what yeah so he like kind of linked me and i actually met adam at my wedding like so like adam's been a really good friend of like or been a friend in the friend circle in this friend circle of like my wife's like friends that's sick yeah so like that's like when i first met him but yeah um so yeah that's how i started playing with public opinion i played for that one show yeah and then it seemed like it was like cool it went good it's and good fit yeah, yeah so we just kept booking more stuff together and mm-hmm. then it kept being good, good yeah you're just like let's keep so, it going yeah that's, <laughs> that's like, cool that's kind of how it happened that's awesome you're still enjoying it obviously yeah and like that's around awesome. then like it's kind of playing in some local bands but like yeah i feel like i kind of put it out there that like yo i like i miss this like yeah. i miss playing drums and that's like kind of when i got back into playing and mm-hmm. like taking gigs and kind of putting it out there that i'm playing again what's the longest period you just like didn't even pick up the sticks just practice or anything probably when i was living in berkeley because i couldn't i didn't have a place to play it was like yeah it's kind of hard i guess i forgot to mention like in that time i was playing i played with culture abuse for a while oh really yeah dude so, i like, miss them i love them when i lived in B- the bay area i was playing with culture abuse oh they were so we good. did a bunch probably 2016 was like when we were doing stuff right i got to check a bunch of boxes off of that band like yeah i got to play gilman like i'd never played gilman oh, before that man. we got to play gilman with like american nightmare oh. and then we got to do a tour with coliseum which i fucking love coliseum yeah and then we got to do a tour with um modern life is war and dangers oh dude dangers is sick yeah and cult leader okay so yeah it was like i got to do a lot of cool stuff with culture abuse it was just before peach was coming out i didn't get to like record anything with them which yeah. is a bummer like that's like one of my biggest regrets all these bands i've filled in for i never got to like record music yeah with, but want to leave like your print on it yeah yeah that stinks luckily public opinion i've like gotten to record with it feels really good yeah you've been checking off all the boxes yeah. um is gilman like hype is that all it's cracked up to be to play there or what do you think I thought so. I thought it was really cool. I mean, just the history behind it. And yeah. I feel like they still run it pretty like true to like a DIY venue. Like it's run That's by cool. the people like that, like work there and, and like that are a part of the community. Right. I, I also know they do like, they do like meetings there, like AA meetings or NA really? meetings. I've been to a bunch of NA meetings there. Interesting. Just for yeah. band people. What's that? Just for like overall band people or just anybody? For anybody. That's cool. Yeah. They, they, so yeah, they like, it's like a true like DIY space, which is cool. That's and it's in Berkeley. Oh wow. Yeah. So it's like it's pretty cool. It's like kind of in the outer parts of Berkeley, but I've always wanted to go to a show there. You always see those set videos. They're just like so so insane. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. It's yeah, it's cool. Did you ever read the book Sell Out yet? Yes. I, oh, I love that dude, book. Dude, fucking great book. Brittany and I were just talking about that. I think that she's friends with Dan or like or the guy that wrote it. Yeah. Dude, that's crazy. But, yeah that book is sick like they um, talk about how like like green day had to change their name just so they could play there again yep that's crazy i forgot that they talked about gilman a bunch in that yeah well i think that green day like funds gilman now oh i'm sure or they've like contributed money to it or they're in some way connection to like keeping it going which is pretty cool then that would make sense yeah but yeah that book is sick like yeah that was so many good bands yeah like it was like what was a dude ranch they talk about uh i think it was talk J- about thursday jimmy, jimmy world. world yeah like 
Uh, Jawbreaker. Yep. Yeah. I think at the drive-ins in there too. Yep, at the drive-in. It's crazy. <laughs> Good ten bands on there at least. Yeah. But yeah, if you guys haven't haven't checked it out, sell out. Go pick it up on Amazon. Great book. Um. But yeah, let's take it back a little bit. Where did you Where did you originally grow up? So yeah, I grew up in Rochester, New York. Hell yeah, Western New York. Buffalo yeah. over here. Yeah. <laughs> so I grew up in Rochester. Well, I grew up outside of Rochester in a small town. Um, Pittsburgh. It's probably it's like twenty minutes south of the city. Okay. It's Avon, New York. Okay. Um, I grew up like a couple towns over from Ben and Skyler. Right. Um, some of my most like early like my very first bands. I guess my very first band like were some older kids in high school and I was like probably in junior high then mm-hmm. and like I couldn't even drive so they would like drive they would like come pick me up and like they would drive me everywhere yeah for sure but uh yeah they uh we played like in the city a bunch but it was like kind of just like fast pop punk stuff like mm-hmm. just like, high energy green, green day shit like, yeah of course or, yeah like offspring or something like that that's sick um but yeah, then I once I was able to drive, I started playing in like this punk band that like actually played shows with Skyler's very first band called Rent. His band was called Random Establishment. Oh, cool! And he lived the town over, and we actually played a show together. And then I actually ended up playing drums with Skyler. Oh, okay, so that's yeah. how you guys met. Yeah, that's cool. And then like I feel like through that and kind of just through some similar friends, I knew of Ben too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, then. I don't know. I feel like that was like when I first like met all them. Mm-hmm. Do you play any sports as a kid? Yeah. Yeah. I played soccer. Um, I was like pretty serious about soccer. There was like a point in my life where it was like when I was 15, my parents were like, all right. Like I was at that point I was playing soccer like year round on like this like premier league team. Yeah. And it was like, you have to like, it's, first of all, it's very expensive. And it's like, my parents were like, you know, not really like making that much money at that time. They were like, kind of like, you have to pick, like, are right. you going to do music or are you going to do soccer? Cause like soccer right now is like taking a lot. It's like yeah. really expensive. It's like all year round. It takes like a lot of focus and it's like, you can't, it's yeah. going to be hard for you to do both. So you got to like make that decision now. Got to commit to one. And that's like when I committed like to playing drums, like around like when I was 15. That's cool. Were they like more on that, that side of it? You think? I think they were like either or, oh, okay. but they were pretty, they were, I mean, as a drummer, like, yeah, I'm so lucky to have supportive parents because right. they have to put up with me yeah. playing drums all the time. And like, luckily we had a basement that I could play in, but yeah. yeah, they've, they've always been super supportive. That's so cool. You need that, honestly. Yeah. No matter what you do in life, you need supportive parents or just family members for sure. And friends. Um, but didn't you say you did cross country at one point or was that also, um, yeah, so I ran track. Um, I did run cross country a little bit too, but cross country was the same season as soccer. Oh yeah. True. So often I would just like, I was friends with most of the cross country team. So I would just run with them on their like training runs or whatever, (laughs) or just like, that's cool. Kind of hang, but I was not really ever on the team, like the cross country team. Yeah. But I, I loved running and yeah, I mean, soccer requires a lot of running. So, yeah. Um, but you run a lot these days, right? You said you do like some ultras. Yep. Yeah. So f- over COVID, um, I like, you know, music wasn't happening. Um, I was still working. Um, so that was like, okay. But I feel like I just didn't know what to do. Yeah. And the only thing you could do is go outside. Like, cause mm-hmm. you're not like that way. You're not like 
around other people, but like, so I, and I was kind of new to Colorado. So I really wanted to get as far and as deep as I could into the mountains. Yeah. And the best way to do that is like, I'm like limited on time. So I was like, well, I should run into the mountains because right. it's like, if I'm hiking, I can only get so far. So yeah, really, I just like wanted to get into ultras for the overall goal to just like kind of explore and ex- experience, experience all the trails out there. But, yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, I got into ultra running. I like kind of, I ran a couple ultras, like 50 Ks. Yeah. And like ran a couple like mountain um, marathons. They're like Pikes Peak actually does a marathon. They do a marathon on Pikes Peak. Okay. And you run from the, like from Manitou, like where that Penny Arcade is. Yeah. You basically run from there. Super all the way uphill. Up to, <laughs> all the way up to Pikes Peak at oh. the very top. How far? That's, run, that's like the full point. down. Wow. To the top, it's, it's like a it's like a half marathon it's like yeah, 13 miles that's insane. and then you run down 13 miles so yeah I, did, I got to do that um and like yeah that was like over covid like 20 like 2020 2021 and i was like obsessed with running right but then like around that time like drums started to come back for me and like bands were starting to come back around and yeah i kind of like i've sort of switched gears now i'm not running as much yeah I try to get out as much as I can. Like I had like a little run club that yeah. I was doing for a while. That's cool. But I'm I'm hoping to get more into it, like back into it this summer and like on tour even. But yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's a great way to stay in shape, especially doing ultras. That's intense. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. I loved it. And how do you go about training for something like that though? Like what, what do you do? I think the best advice and I worked with a coach and like the best advice I heard and I was like obsessed too. also like I was listening to every single running podcast. I was right. reading every running book. Um, and that's just kind of how I am. Like if I'm into something like I'm into it, go full force. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, uh, to go about training for that, I'd say is just take it easy and go very gradually, like start mm-hmm. very small and go gradual. Cause yeah, I think like what I kept running into is like I wanted to run more and I kept like kind of pushing myself a little too much. And like injury is like huge mm-hmm. in running, you know, like right. especially races. And like it's like really important to just like take it easy and not like because like, yeah, now my knees and ankles are just completely fucked. You know, really? like, yeah. from running so much. So but I just need to you know, get back into it and ease into it. That's like my best advice. But. Yeah. Even just doing like five K's, those are super fun. You just meet a lot of people and just, it's so quick. Yeah. Those are, those are a good time. Yeah. And that's the best part about it is like the community part. Like that yeah. was what I was like missing in COVID. So like, right. It was cool to like do a communal thing with someone like yeah. and with people, but like it was outside. Yeah. Was safer. So yeah, yeah I got nothing like to that worry part about. of it. It was cool. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so how old were you when you decided you wanted to play drums? Is that like yeah. kid? I, I mean, my parents have pictures of me like as like a baby, as like a two, three year old, like drumming on pots and pans and stuff. Really? So I guess like <laughs> I always wanted to play. That's sweet. And they also tell this story that like, you know, when like, like they put me in this little walker, like that is like got the wheels and everything. Mm-hmm. And they would put me in that. And then they would turn the TV on and I would just watch TV and it was always MTV. So they, they have this story that like, I would just watch like MTV, like music videos all the time, like as a baby. And like, maybe that's somehow like 
right you know influence me to play or whatever maybe but um i didn't get a drum set till i was like probably like 10 or 11 maybe that's cool and it was like one of those like cheap like little first act drum sets or something mm-hmm. and then then my grandpa actually bought me a, a real drum set from a like drum shop like when i was like 13 so that's, that's like when i was actually able to play with bands and stuff right were your were your parents like musicians at all no actually um it's funny my dad now is picking up guitar and he's oh, like cool like loving it and like learning so much and but yeah, my parents weren't very musical, but they did love music and they listened to a lot of music and they, they were friends with musicians and like friends with people in bands. So right. like, even when I was a kid, they would take me to shows and like, take me to like, whatever, like they were like playing parties or like, or whatever. And I would right. like, get to go and like watch, even when I was like, probably yeah, like 13, 14, they would take me and I would get to like sit on the kit, you know, and like maybe play a song oh, or something, but yeah that's like that was kind of like that was definitely influential i think to me playing what's like some of the stuff they would play around the house like what's some of the, the earliest stuff you remember listening yeah, to some of the stuff i remember it's like like pixies for sure hell yeah led zeppelin yeah bob marley like let's see what else like led zeppelin was my mom's first show yeah, my my mom loved Madonna actually. Oh, she yeah. also loved like like Fleetwood Mac. Right. Um Blondie. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Maybe. <laughs> what else was there? Like Squeeze. Mhm. And Tom Petty for sure. Right. Um Replacements, like my dad okay. like, loved Replacements, like Yeah, there's like a bunch of uh, a bunch of older what about what about like the band yes i feel like not that's like really, some like, dad rock maybe not so much because like yes is more like prog right you're right i feel like prog wasn't like super big oh, okay so yeah that's why i'm like rock rock drums like <laughs> yeah. rock setup i'm not like a metal prog like right. thousand symbols or anything like, <laughs> that wasn't ever really big but they're like big in my house i guess right i kind of liked the I feel like oh yeah, Elvis Costello too is like one that was like oh, played yeah. a lot. Sweet. Yeah. But I really liked the Pixies. I felt like that was like maybe yeah. the closest to like punk mm-hmm. or like indie that I was like first into. Mm-hmm. We actually we got to go see them like not even like six months ago. They played here. We got like free tickets. So sick. That's cool. Yeah, they're awesome. That's awesome. Did you hear the? Uh, do you know the band Grayed Out? No. It's like the dudes from this time next year. They oh. uh, they covered the song "Debaser." Dang, that's it's, cool. it's sick. Yeah, it's like Debaser. a pop punk version of that. Oh, I'll dang. just send you it. It's that's it's cool. amazing. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Everybody just got like a black magic camera. I wish we could use that and dang. use those soon. Yeah. What are your What are your roommates do? Um, are they also in like film or like getting into like in the industry? Sterling. Um. What's it called? Sterling is in that northbound band like when they tour he like plays bass oh and he's yeah he was he was in this band called the happy all right out of like dallas texas okay i don't know if you remember them no. they, i think they toured with like head north oh okay for buffalo um I'm trying to think they played so what last year cool so what festival not happy all right the northbound did yeah um, but he's he's releasing solo music himself 
soon and he has this like first show on june 1st so that's just him doing this like i don't want to say like emo pop thing like alternative it's kind of like his own kind of sound um and he's releasing a record later this year too um and then john just moved in in march and he's trying to be a writer cool film writer yeah sweet and for me it's like i do all that stuff like music and film and yeah just a bunch of random stuff but i think they're also trying to like score stuff together like little projects yeah yeah that's way cool yeah that's something i've been wanting to do for a long time too is like film scoring for like horror movies yeah like imagine like just with like the old synthesizers and stuff like that'd be so fun i was kind of playing with a a band in colorado that is like definitely trying to get into that really like and they did they did a, a film score for just like a short film um they did a couple short films like didn't you post about that i feel like i saw I posted that. A, a short film my friend micah he just moved here okay um to la or colorado uh he moved from colorado to la oh cool okay we should throw it on record yeah no let's do it it's, it's still recording oh okay, yeah sick. yeah okay yeah we, we caught it <laughs> i want to my chance to shout him out he's yeah friend, absolutely Mike, micah schultz okay cool um yeah he's he's brilliant he's got it he's definitely got a vision he's trying to do stuff hell yeah he was doing some stuff in colorado um and actually chloe um she sings in destiny bond mm-hmm. she was in uh micah's one of micah's shorts with my wife actually my wife's like also aspiring actress oh and sweet she loves horror i was just sending her like all the video like the halloween all, you, your awesome collection of horror <laughs> behind us like right now and like, oh yeah all the posters you have up in your spot it's like you know i was just like look at this yeah this is amazing. <laughs> and she's like she's freaking out she's like i have so many questions for him oh she's got to come she's got to yeah, come yeah here. you'll have to meet her but yeah she she loves horror and like we definitely like she's like we kind of share that um and she loves film just in mm-hmm. general and i feel like she's like really encouraged me to watch more film right um the horror community really embraces like just the community you know that's what it's all about i feel like with that genre yeah i feel and yeah she she's she's way into that she's way into horror and stuff too right and i feel like micah is too so like yeah yeah back to micah like he's kind of like trying to do some some more of that kind of stuff um then he was like he did like a horror short and she was in it um what's that called um that one is called glory and daniel okay and then he just did one that is called francis i think okay yeah that might be the one you posted about yep and that's the one i posted um yeah he just i think he's been doing some work here kind of doing like like working for other people and i think he met some people and like kind of put together a team to do that one and so hopefully he's going to be doing more but yeah i should link you guys too dude absolutely do it cool and like yeah. yeah you guys should know each other um so what i love about podcasting dude this is like how we make connections is just doing this yeah it's crazy though for sure yeah, yeah. and like yeah and then like this can be put out into like whatever like yeah hopefully micah can, yeah like everyone should check out micah schultz he's sick no yeah, let's do it out. yeah <laughs> hit him up but, yeah um, where can you see those shorts are they like on youtube or they're on his Instagram page. Maybe I can plug that. Um, Sweet. You know, that's where I got it from. I'm not sure where he's got them posted. I love a good short. But yeah, his Instagram name is just Gravel Tooth. Gravel Tooth. Awesome. Yeah. But yeah. That name makes me very uncomfortable. I love it. <laughs>
yeah. gravel tooth. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, is he going to submit to any festivals? Yeah, I think he submitted Glory and Daniel to a couple festivals. I don't know if it if they got accepted or not. Okay. But yeah, hopefully I think he's now got a better chance now that he's right. out here in LA like to to really like make more connections and really get like mm-hmm. the ball rolling. He was trying to do it from Colorado and he was not even in Denver. He was in Colorado Springs, which like we're, we're like an hour south of Denver. Yeah. And it's like kind of its own little town, you know. But I used to I used to submit all the time back in the day. I used to make like little shorts with my friends in Buffalo and stuff and like all the surrounding areas. Um, he should submit to Buffalo Dreams Film Festival. Oh, okay, cool. I know Greg, the guy that runs that, so Sick. he'll definitely throw him in the, there. Yeah, you have like a. I saw your little. Oh, the little plaque that you had. Yeah, that's that's, cool. that's from my for, the first short film actually, Worm Child, and that was like 2012. Cool. Buffalo Screams. That was when it was called Buffalo Screams. That was like a completely different thing. And then they, they made it Dreams. Okay. But now it's like every genre, which is cool. At that point, it was just horror. It's cool. But the, are both those shorts horror films? I, Francis. Know, is, I don't know what, I don't know like what genre Francis would be. Okay. Um, But I think that it was kind of the first one was horror mm-hmm. for sure. Like horror Jason even. Yeah. That's cool. Hell yeah. Um, so how exactly did you find the punk and hardcore scenes? Um, I think for me, like I got lucky cause like the few friends, the couple friends that lived down the street from me, like they had, or the one that had like that I jammed with the most had an older brother that was it, like in, way into punk and had a ton of punk friends. It was all around like friends with all the skaters. And he was like, he had, they all had a band and I feel like we got like, kind of passed down like bands from them like that's like because like i don't know i guess like growing up i was like way into like the california like pop punk stuff like like rancid and like hell yeah and like op ivy was like the first band like minor threat like all those like were the bands i was like into like mm-hmm. um i mean not minor threat isn't like cali pop punk but you know right. like rent like rent pennywise like yeah. all that like fast like d beat stuff i was like kind of yeah. into a lot too um what about like gutter mouth gutter mouth yeah oh, actually <laughs> the local band i was playing with in the springs um we got to open up for gutter mouth what yeah, that's pretty cool we got to play a gutter mouth show when was that um i think that was like last year sometime damn yeah i love them so that was cool. The singer gets too, way too hammered, though. Yeah. <laughs> Every show. It was wild. <laughs> He's the, just a crazy The backing guy. band was really nice, though. They were all really cool. That's cool. I feel like, I think it's like a, from what I remember, wait, maybe that wasn't Guttermouth. That was the Queers. The mm. Queers always have like a different group of people. It seems like they have like different group, group of people playing with them. Like villains. Yeah. That's with Guttermouth, too. But Guttermouth, yeah. I think, was the drummer. He had played in a bunch of other bands. I remember talking to him, and he was like, yeah, I've been playing... Like, I don't know. He had a, he had a, like a, he he was like legit. Like he had been playing in a bunch of bands before, or right? Whatever. But yeah, their lineup definitely changes a lot. But they're just like all old dudes now, you know, yeah, mid forties, cool. I think at least. I've seen that they've been, they've been playing a bunch of shows out here because they're from oh, out, yeah. they're from out here, right? Yeah, I don't know what area exactly. They're definitely like probably like Orange County. I want to guess something like that. Are they playing that Punk in the Park show? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I might play that show. When's that? That is November third and fourth. Oh, okay. Would that be public opinion or? It's with um, We Are the Union. Oh, so they got announced on it, and then I just hit them up. I'm like, of course, yo, like, <laughs> do 
do you have someone in mind for that? Like, no way. I'm super down to come out for that. So I didn't know they were playing waiting that. To hear, waiting to hear on that. Did they get announced already? Like, yeah, they're officially? on the flyer. Punk in the park. Okay. Yeah. Sick. I think it just got posted like a couple days ago. Who else is on that? Uh, I think like Descendants, Pennywise. Oh, God. The Dwarves. Oh, sweet. Um, the queers are on it. I still um, have never seen Descendants. Like how rotting out is, that? is on it. Oh, It'd be sick to hang with them, dude. I love rotting out. Yeah. So you yeah, tour with them? Yeah, we got to tour with them briefly. Like such gold. Yeah. Before yeah. you, before you went to the trash talk, right? Yep. That yep. was like right. Yeah, like basically right in the middle of that tour, I left. Yeah. But it was really cool. I remember that tour was insane. Like that was like probably the craziest, biggest shows, like craziest tour that such gold's ever been on. It definitely is. I'm such an idiot for leaving that. You think? Tour in the middle. Like, it was what like, if you didn't though? It's like, just such a hard, weird choice. Like, like maybe I should have just been happy and grateful, like where I was at, you know. Maybe. Yeah. But also, it was really amazing to get the opportunity to play with Trash Talk and do all the stuff I got to do. But dang, was like, the band stoked on it when you were my, like, "I got my go. boys hanging"? Like, I yeah. don't know. Looking back, I'm kind of like pretty bummed on my choice you know like were they were they stoked for you or were they kind of bummed you really i think they were really stoked and super supportive so okay, i that's think cool. that was like they totally understood and they all i think agreed that it was like that's what i would do like i think you're making okay. the right choice but like i feel like i could have handled it a lot better with just more communication and more cooperation i think that when I left, it was kind of like up in the air. Like I didn't really communicate like what my plan was. I yeah. didn't say like, Hey, I'm leaving the band or Hey, I'm doing this for now. Let me know what you need from me to like continue with like my responsibilities in the band, you know? Yeah. I feel like it was like kind of, I was pretty irresponsible then. And I think I was also like looking back, it's like, well, I was also struggling with a drug problem. You right. know? Like I was in a drinking problem. I mean, drinking is like my, that's like my that's like what really takes me out yeah. but i feel like that i was also doing like drugs and stuff too so mm -hmm. and like i say drugs i'm not like wasn't really into hard drugs but i was like yeah smoking weed i was partying too hard and it was like it was it was very hard for me to be responsible and to like you know like communicate and right. i was kind of like in a limbo situation where i was like am I in trash talk? Like if I go leave and do this such gold thing, am I going to be like asked back? Right. And I was like loving my cush situation. I was able to like live in LA and like mm -hmm. hang with the guys and do all these great like opportunities that they were like, like all these bands they were getting to tour with and stuff. But it's like, yeah, looking back, I really like, I'm really bummed like that. I, did such gold wrong you know mm -hmm. and i feel like we were about to go in to record with bill stevenson mm -hmm. and like i totally blew that opportunity you know? for a new sidewalk yeah and like i like made that very hard for them and difficult for them they had to like scramble to find a drummer mm -hmm. um did matt covey I think it play on that out great for them because matt covey is a fucking yeah beast like he's such a great drummer amazing drummer yeah he's great and like perfect fit with like them yeah they, where where they were headed you know it's like very just really cool and matthew and techie and right like he did great i mean he does great with a band so i think like you know maybe it worked out i just kind of wish like 
I handled it a little better, I think. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, and we've talked and we've, we've, we've talked and talked about that. Right. Like, I've talked with all of them about that stuff. Like now, cause like, yeah, I'm like seven years sober now. And like part of sobriety is like kind of like cleaning up the past, cleaning up the wreckage of like what I did in my using. And that was definitely some messy stuff I did well in my using, but also just like using or not just yeah. still like bad decisions. And it's nice to be definitely. able to go back and be like, Hey, like I fucked up. Mm -hmm. I was wrong. But that's cool. You guys are still on a good speaking basis though. You know, yeah. that's what it's all about. For yeah. sure. And you you still have your era from such gold. I mean, it's almost like it was like two eras though, because even after you left, like then Ben picked up a guitar, the, the sound slightly changed a little bit. Yeah. You know, it's still, you know, you, you were on some great releases. I mean, come on, misadventures. Yeah. We got to do, well, we got to do a lot of really cool stuff too. Like that part of the band was really fun. And like, yeah. We got to meet so many people and just have so many fun experiences. Like, mm. I'm like so grateful for that. Like I'm, I, yeah, I like, yeah. I mean, I had the most experiences probably like with such gold, like, mm -hmm. but yeah, it's, I, I'm sure now Covey's been in the band longer than I have or longer than I was in the band. I feel like, but yeah, it was, it was really cool to, it was really cool to be a part of something from the ground up too. Like, mm -hmm that literally started as like a couple demos and like i remember just like somehow i got my tax return or something or i had some like lump of cash and i was like i will throw it down right now to record somewhere good like let's do this like <laughs> That's what's up. and we just did three songs and like put them on myspace and like yeah. we were like instantly i think in like two weeks someone hit us up rj um from my dear than sword hit us up and like wanted to put it out and it's like that yeah, rules. we should do a full EP and like we so we recorded two more songs like wrote and recorded two more songs and like yeah. after like an EP was out it was like we were booking a full US tour that's or, stupid no, not even like we were booking a full world tour <laughs> we booked like a US tour and then Japan and Europe and like all just like hitting people up on the internet like it was insane what like, were your parents reaction to you being like hey I'm going on a world tour yeah they were like was, yeah right yeah it was like okay like, <laughs> no really here's the flyer yeah <laughs> it was wild yeah. that's crazy damn but yeah those the good old days but yeah i i still i still see them you know and try to hang with them as much as possible now right when i do get to see them and um like recently my wife and i and her sister took our nephews to disney disney world and nice. Nate derby lives in florida now Oh, so cool. Nate Derby actually came out and hung out with us like while we were at Disney. Oh, like actually came to the parks? <laughs> he came to Disney Springs. Oh, we cool. We were just like kind of shopping around and nice. he like hung out with us for the day and like got lunch and that was pretty cool. Is Disney Springs like the new name for downtown Disney? Basically, yeah. Same thing, okay. Yep. And then... Um, awesome. Yeah, and then like Skylar and Ben have a hardcore band and Public Opinion played some shows with them. Who Decides. Who Decides. Right. Which, Who Decides, shout out. Who decides is awesome. They fucking rip. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really fun. We got to play, like, we got to play Rochester. Yep. We played Philly. We played Bonks Bar, which okay. is, like, kind of doing a lot of shows right now. What's that called? Bonks Bar? Yeah, Bonks Bar. Interesting. Um, I don't think I've heard of that I kinda, one. I think it's in Fishtown, but I'm not sure. Like, maybe it's outside of it. But, okay, like outskirts. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, um, 
It's a cool spot. You want to hear what's crazy? I've never been to Bug Jar. I've been going to shows since like I was a kid and for some reason never saw a show there. Dang, and like yeah. I've always wanted to because I've heard great things. Yeah. I really wish we played Bug Jar. We played, we wanted to play an all ages show. So we like Skylar kind of put on our like, put on like a DIY show. Right. But I just saw like Who Decides announced a show there with uh, Bad Bloom, the other oh, Rochester yeah. band. Yep. So that's coming there soon. I'm not sure when that is. I think it's like July 1st. Yeah. But yeah oh that's the achilles show the achilles yeah 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 Yeah, achilles like for us in rochester that band just means so much to us like that was like or to me at least like growing up like i kind of was like i missed how we are like i caught how we are is like last show and that was like one of the like better like maybe straight edge like posy hardcore kind of vibe like Mm -hmm. um bands in rochester um but yeah achilles was like the band after i'm um, that the singer of how we are sang in mm-hmm. um and yeah achilles like super sick kind of like botch like very botch that's cool like um yeah one of my favorite bands probably so once you started getting into drumming who were some of the drummers you were aiming to emulate like who who did you look up to well that's a great question and great timing because yeah, I would say Chris Brown because he played in Achilles. Oh, okay, sick. Um, and uh, the drummer, the original drummer of Polar Bear Club, who played on the demo and played on Redder the Better, uh, <sighs> Bob O'Neill, dude, one of the best EPs of all time. He also played in Another Breath, and he played. Let's see, yeah, and I think like his style is sick, and it's like that a lot of tom work, yeah, a lot of bell hits, yeah, like that sort of indie kind of feel like artsy hardcore oh, it's the best though and it's like that and it was like we, we were having this conversation in the studio like a couple days ago like ian shelton hates bell hits like really? <laughs> he's just like every bell hit i'm hitting and he's like no no bell hit like he hates the bell hits or whatever for whatever reason that's funny and and i i mean i kind of get what he's saying because like he's saying like it's too flashy and like I get how it can be too flashy, but I like when it's like creative and tasteful and it's yeah. part of the beat. Yeah, as long then as it's it like has cool. its place. Yeah. Um bell hits and like splash cymbals and stuff, like I get that it's like kind of flashy. Yeah. But I feel like the way that like hardcore bands did it in upstate New York, like Rochester and like Buffalo Syracuse, it was like a part of the part and it totally and it was cool. Like, I don't know, it's cool. It's just like it's a cool creative way to play drums i think i like it but What's i tried to sneak a couple bell hits in the public opinion stuff so. is is that the one that just goes ding yeah oh, okay that's a bell so hit. like okay <laughs> like start of like two year plan like, <laughs> yeah like, i do a lot of like i try to do that i did a lot of that in such gold um and yeah, I try to. That's like my voice. I'd say maybe or try to. To your plan's got to be one of the best openers of all time. <laughs> I, I really think it is. Thanks for I a mean, full length. It's like perfect. That's that's a Nate Derby riff. I just was following. I feel like every time I played drums with like my approach to playing drums with such gold was I was just following the guitars. Yeah, like they would always bring the riff and and I would just be like, well, let's okay, I'll play this, play to the riff. And then like, let's, how many notes can I put in this? That yeah. follow the guitars basically. Just fill in the gaps. But I mean, that was a solid path to take though. It, it came out sick. Thank you. I mean, yeah. I really, I love the end product in that one. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I tried to put a couple of bell hits in public opinions. So <laughs> That's I think awesome. a couple of them worked. So, um, so tell me a little bit about Indie Drum Collective. Yeah, I would love to talk about Indie Drummer Collective. Honestly, it is like, I don't know. I kind of like, I feel like I kind of almost weaseled my way in. But um, Indie Drummer Collective is um, Aaron Tate. Um, he's he plays he played in Minus the Bear. Okay. And he played in this band called Kill Sadie too before Minus the Bear. Um, but he kind of, I think it was around COVID, he started this like thing called Indie Drummer Collective. And basically it's a collective of drummers that play like one example, like we'll do a tribute and a theme. So like sometimes we'll do a full album tribute. Right. Like we did um, a Drive Like Jehu like album tribute. Oh, yeah. So everyone picks a song and then we like, we we piece them all together on YouTube. That's sick. And like make a tribute to like post to that. And then we do like a theme, like, um, like a couple of the themes were like songs without drums or like, uh, like, like a remix or like seventies punk or like new wave, like theme or like stuff like that. So we like throw a lot of ideas out there and then everyone gets to vote. That's cool. And then every month we do, um, we post videos either from our page or from the Indie Drummer Collective page. And we raise money for a charity. That's so we sick. try to raise money for a charity every month. Yeah. So it was just kind of a way to like keep playing as drummers and like create community, but online. Cause it was like, this came about in the COVID time. So it's like, yeah, the only way you could like hang is like virtually. So like right. we were kind of like creating a virtual community or I mean, Aaron was, you know, I, I just got, I kind of like joined in a little bit later, like a year after it just started. But yeah, Aaron is like, you know, and, and the other guys have like, all, and, and girls like have all kind of come together to like create a community for drummers. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, a, I feel so lucky to be a part of it. Cause yeah, that's like, cool there's so many people involved that are like, that I look up to and that I really like appreciate just not only like they're playing and how much like the music has contributed and like influenced me, but like also just as people, like they're all like right. really great people. And yeah, doing something like this to like, as a charity, like bringing awareness to certain different like charities and stuff is pretty cool too. And, That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. I, was the uh, the AFI thing that you did was that part of that or no? Yep. Yeah, I think. I wonder what what was that theme? Just all Hallows like spooky EP? songs or something maybe oh, it was okay. or or like. So it wasn't like a full playthrough. I feel like it was. Yeah, I think it was like something like that. Like like scary like halloween songs or whatever and so i I like tried to get everybody like a few of my friends like yo let's do the whole ep right and i got everybody to sign up and i think only me and um um oh my god why am i blanking um only me and one other guy like like did a song from it did did anybody do total immoral someone signed up for it and then did do it oh (laughs) that sucks i was like unless um so yeah tommy tommy from angel dust oh sick okay yeah he did tommy cantwell he did um he did the other afi song dude he's a great drummer yeah dude rips yeah Yeah. absolutely big fan big fan uh what's what's that what's that song big they have a song called big something i don't know maybe there was maybe that was a trapped under ice song can you remember now um let's see here big kiss good night Yes, yes. Big that's kiss, a, good night. Under ice song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking great song. 
Yeah, I have that on uh, vinyl. Great record. Um, sick. So, how do people get into that then? If they want to join Indie Drum Collective, or is so that... it's it's an ask only. It's like an ask to join kind of thing, as it should be. And so, like, what? <laughs> how I got into it? Um, I kind of I was at Furnace Fest last year, and I had a couple friends playing. Um, like Combat Kid was playing, so I like kind of hit those guys up and was like, I, I had just bought tickets to go. Then oh, I was okay. like, yo, like, what's up guys? I want to hang out. Like, it'd be cool to just like right. be able to get to see you guys. And like, cause I hadn't seen, it was like one of the very first festivals that I'd gone to since COVID and wanted to see them. I hadn't seen them in a while. And, uh, they got me backstage and kind of while I was backstage, like I knew a bunch of the drummers on any drummer collective were there. So I like made a point to meet them yeah. and just say that I was like loving what they were doing and like what they're and like kind of said like, Hey, like I also play in such gold like that. Like Matt Covey is like also an indie drummer collective. He's in such gold and like, right. and kind of like through Matt and, and through like some of the bands I'd play with like trash talk and stuff. Like the guys were like, Oh, like, Oh, you like what we're doing? Like you should join us. Like they kind of asked, but I kind of like, reached out right almost reached out to them too like just because i'm like huge fans and that's sick yeah jeff um was playing um he played in small brown bike and played in a bunch of other bands he also him and aaron kind of like both like kind of came together to like put it together like i think they worked together like making it happen wasn't small brown bike a buffalo band am i wrong no i think they were maybe michigan oh okay weird maybe, maybe I think they had somebody members from buffalo though Oh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Rust Belt Lights. Oh, yep. Yeah. Rust Belt Lights. Kind of rhymes. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, yeah, he also, he was filling in for Casket Lottery. Okay. Sick. So I got to meet him and I love Casket Lottery too. Like, yeah, um, dude, that split they did with Touche. Yeah. So good. Yeah. They, they're, we love like such gold used to play all those records in the, in the van all the time. So of course. Yeah, and even their new, their newest record, I mean, which I think it came out in 2020, but that record is really good. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, he was playing with them, and I kind of met him, and I feel like he was like who helped me get in. Yeah. Too. But yeah, that's how I got in. Dope. Yeah, I want to check all this out. So where where can we go like view videos for that? I know you post a lot on your Instagram. Yep, it's on my Instagram. It's in my whatever my like instagram profile but yeah. it's indie drummer collective that's all okay cool yeah. and that's an instagram page or youtube yep, that's the instagram page we'll post directly from the instagram page or people will individually post and okay. it'll be like an invite collaborator that's post sick. so it'll always show up on the indie drummer collective page yeah dude i want to learn drums so bad <laughs> like the more i talk to you i'm just like fuck like i should have done this so long ago yeah drums because uh, i was telling you i like i've grown up just tapping and fucking tapping away and like my parents hate me for it like that's all i do like when we're in the car i'm just fucking tapping things and people say i have great timing but like i'm just curious like for somebody out here like that lives in la like obviously i can't put a drum set in an apartment building like what do you do can you can you realistically even do that you have to have a drum set yeah that's a good question and i think like I had to figure this out too in the Springs when I moved right. and when I was living in California for a while, but yeah, I just got like a practice pad drum set. Okay. Like DW makes one of those, um, an electronic drum set works. I right. think as far as learning, like it's good to just like, mm-hmm. for me, like I've learned tons of songs on just practice pads or an electronic drum set mm-hmm. because for me it's like muscle memory. Yeah. So it's like when I come to a kit, like one, I, 
can practice it and learn it on like pads. And then when I sit down at a kit and I'm like hearing the song with everyone, like it's just muscle memory. Like I know my hands just like, they just do it magically know where to go. Do you like playing the electric kits though? Or are they just kind of like whatever? Yeah. yeah, they suck, right? <laughs> yeah. But it's totally just, it's good for, yeah, just learning that muscle memory. And That's that way I can like practice for my apartment or something. Right. And then just keep like an actual kit and like a drum, like a practice space. Yeah. But That's I'm smart. lucky like Colorado Springs has like, almost like three or four buildings of practice spaces that we can yeah. rent. So, and, and we can like rent our own room. Yeah. It's not like a rent by hour or anything. Like I can just lock up my own stuff. So that's sick. Yeah. That's Which th- I'm sure that's like really hard to come by out here. Oh yeah, definitely. You probably have to like go to guitar center or something and like, yeah, rent it for an hour. That's Dude. what I used to do when I was in the Bay area. <laughs> Me and my friend went to guitar center, like before COVID he broke like three pairs of drumsticks within like 10 minutes. <laughs> just like bang on the drums. <laughs> It's always fun to go there and just screw around. Um, so Such Gold formed in 2009. Who named the band Such Gold and where did the name originate? Yeah, um, let's see. So the band started as Nate Derby and Kyle. Um, he ran a record label. Um, and like they had both like kind of wrote these like demo, like three songs, like demoed three songs and they definitely wanted it to be like early, like polar bear club and like kid dynamite. And like, that was like the vibe. That was like what they were going for. Maybe like early, like saves a day stuff, like lifetime. Like, um, so yeah, that's how it started. And we, I was going to a lot of shows then and they were actually throwing shows at that time. They're like, they booked like a, Bane and like they booked like a couple other shows I'd went to and like like every time I went to the show like Caleb Lionheart have you ever did you ever hear that band Lionheart Caleb Lionheart no they were like a Syracuse band um or no Albany they're Albany band okay and they were like a pop punk band like and sweet yeah um anyway I'm like it's just like a whole hodgepodge of influences that's <laughs> yeah. nah, not it's cool though dude yeah, lifetime uh, fuck yeah Kyle had put that band's record out so that's also like I knew they were running a record label they were booking shows and so we just talked a bunch of times at shows and I was just like they were like yeah I'm trying to do this thing and I'm like I would love to be a part of it right at the time I was playing in this like indie pop band that was like touring a little bit um and wasn't like something I was like my heart was in I guess right I was like at the time I was like, man, I don't know if this is it. And like, um, yeah, that's like how such gold came about. Like he named it kind of just wanted it to be like a classic name. Like maybe just referencing like the old classic, like music that we loved, like right. that was classic to us, you know? Yeah. So that's how it came about. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so wait, did, did Ben like join after you then? Cause I know yeah. he asked to join. Yep. So I, um, so it was like, so at that time it was like, it was Kyle who was originally like, the member that was like going to sing and then it was nate derby and i and nate derby was playing in another hardcore band called heavy hearted um and that band had devin hubbard playing bass and he was from syracuse and like his brother was like in was like earth crisis oh. and so like he was like yeah we should get devin involved so it's like okay so it's like kyle nate derby devin hubbard and then like I was gonna be I was playing drums and then we're kinda like, okay, like we need some other members. Um 
Tim Heald, who played guitar, was Kyle's cousin. Okay. So um, that like that got Tim in the band. And then like we're getting ready to play a show and we booked a show, right? And we like don't even have all these songs together. And we're like, all right, we gotta we gotta play the show. Like yeah. we booked a show. And I feel like Kyle was like just not really ready and he just like didn't really want to do it and like wasn't really like maybe just didn't feel like he was ready to sing and it wasn't very it wasn't good, I guess, or yeah. whatever. Or like maybe he didn't think it was good, but anyway, it just like kind of turned out that I was like, okay, Kyle, we don't think Kyle's gonna work out as a singer. And I knew Ben was singing in this other band called Blunt Force, or like Blunt Force Trauma or whatever, Blunt Force. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but they were, they were like, they sounded like Comeback Kid, basically. Oh, okay, and hell like, yeah. Yeah, I was like, okay, he, his voice is perfect. Yeah, dude. We should get him to sing. And we like, like, yo, you should come out and like practice for this band. Like, we like really want you to sing for us. Yeah. And um, we were just like, we'll just like learn a cover and like maybe just like learn one of these songs. And he just learned like saves a day, like you vandal. We played that together. Oh man. Yeah. So like that was like once we played that together, we were like, Yep, this is it. Like yeah, this perfect is perfect. Fit. Like, please join our <laughs> please. Band. Please. Like You're our last that, hope. <laughs> yeah, that was like standalone Ben singing. And Dude, he's got great range. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, that's like that's kind of like how the band how the band started. Oh, that's sick. And yeah, we just kept jamming and wrote some songs together we like i think we used those original demos that kyle and nate wrote i think we used like one or two of those songs and yeah. i think one of like became four super bowls no rings and the greatest yeah. comeback of all time oh yeah um yeah was sycamore one of the first songs or no no nope, so that like came after yeah. so we wrote like stand tall which was like a five song ep yeah um and then that kind of like we toured on a bunch we played covers with that set and then we, then we started talking to six one three one, and we got like to put a record out with six one three one, and that was Pedestals, and that's like when Sycamore came out. Right. Yeah. Sick. Love Pedestals. Gut Rat. Yeah. Classic. Um. So signing to Mightier Than Sword in the earlier days, were they like a good fit for the band at the start? Definitely, because RJ really put like everything into it, and um he was like also managing us and i feel like he helped so much like create connections he helped like he was just always there in our corner and right he i'm he was an adult he had a credit card he like yeah. paid for flights for us he did all sorts of stuff like <laughs> that like, all the money <laughs> yeah he front, i'm he fronted a lot of money i think to make the band happen so like we're we're blessed to have those people yeah we're we're really lucky that he you know he did put that much into the band for us so. yeah that's sweet um you guys did some splits with into it over it and a loss for words bands that the scene absolutely loved at that time um but how, how did you enjoy the process of doing a split and how much time were you guys given to get your share of the recordings done and hand it over yeah i think splits were really cool to do um i think we did it pretty quick it was cool to like it's cool that you like you can just write a couple songs that wouldn't necessarily fit on a record so we can could try to do some new stuff you know like maybe right. some different stuff some weird stuff um so yeah we tried to do that and it's just like easier to make like two solid songs than like a full record um or that's what we try we're trying to do like um yeah but yeah i feel like we did those pretty quick too 
and it was like a cool way to try out like recording with someone else because mm-hmm. um, at that time we had you know we kind of went back to someone that we trusted and then we like tried someone new for these other two um do producers get like butthurt about that i've always wondered is it like weird when you go to a new person and you're just like oh we're with this guy now maybe producers um yeah i don't know i think like i'm not sure like it's it's a natural part of like growth though so you kind of need to i think like maybe when we first recorded stand tall like the idea was like yo and then you guys can come back and like when you got the big budget we can do this big thing right and it's like that's what i wanted i was like yeah that sounds great we should do that you did a great job but i feel like there's always like you always also like want to try something new and you want to like maybe if we try this it'll be you know like working with a different you know there's different doors it opens or whatever or yeah you know just like different things that might tap creatively for you like working with somebody else too so Mm -hmm. so recording misadventures in california with steve evitz must have been a dream come true uh what was he like to work with oh it was awesome working with steve and yeah absolutely a dream come true with all that he's done like saves today come on like like Dillinger skate plan, like Buffalo hardcore legend. Every time yeah. I die, Snapcase, Snapcase buried alive. Die, yeah, buried alive. <laughs> like I forgot about buried alive. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's done so much. Like, yeah, it was it was so sick working with him. Um, he really like, at, for me personally, I think like he really like, he really like pushed me to hit harder. And I feel yeah. like since working with him, like I feel like when I went home, like after working with him, I was like okay, I'm like going to get two B drumsticks and I'm just going to, I'm going to break this kit possibly. Can. <laughs> yeah. And like, I feel like that just helped me and set me up for every recording experience after that. Cause like, and now every recording experience, like I know, like, yeah, like I'm like solid hits, like, right. This is super important. So yeah, I think like he helped me a lot. Um, you definitely we hear just, it in like caboose. It's crazy to think. Yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy to think about like, when we were recording with Steve, cause we were just kids like, right. It's crazy. Like, but yeah, Steve, Steve's the man. And like, yeah, like what a crazy opportunity. It was, it was really cool. I think like he did a lot of great stuff with us. I would love to get him on the pod at some point. I want to get some producers on here. Like that would be cool to like yeah, hear, hear the be, process, you know? That's true. Yeah. That'd be cool. He'd be a great person. He had, he's probably got so many cool stories. Right. Yeah. I think he did the dude, uh, the dude from the one years, Casey, I think he did his podcast recently. I want cool. to listen to that. Yeah. Um, anything crazy happened on that trip while you guys were recording that or any funny stories in the studio you can remember? Oh, let's see. Like we've stayed in a hotel. I remember I watched Twin Peaks for the first time. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was in a room with Skylar <laughs> and like the whole time we were recording, like we watched the entire series of Twin Peaks and it, was, it blew my fucking mind. I was like, this was on TV. Yeah. <laughs> what? This is crazy. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think what else, what happened there? Yeah. We, we, we got to live in Long Beach or it was in Anaheim. We like lived for a month. Wow. Yeah. It was cool. That's sweet. So like just staying in a hotel. Didn't you guys like call ass to get there too or something? I, th- I thought I heard I some kind of story. We toured out to it. Yeah. Um, as we did back then, which is crazy. It's like, wow. 
why did we need to drive everywhere? Like now right. I'm like, no, I'm flying. Yeah. I'm like I'm renting stuff. I'm, yeah. Like, I don't know. It's just like, that just makes more sense. Like, oh, yeah. Even financially, it makes more sense. Yeah. For some reason, we just like, we're driving everywhere, playing shows out, out and then back probably. Using all the janky GPSs at the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the worst. MapQuest. But yeah, I guess it made sense so we could use our own equipment. Right. But. I feel like these day and age, it's not so. It doesn't. It's not so necessary to use your own stuff. Like, right. I feel like renting is fine. Or just borrowing. Yeah. Yeah. How was Razor and Tie as a label at this time? Do you think they actively helped the band out? Yeah, absolutely. They like they were like closest to like a really big label, you know, for us that we were going to get to, and mm-hmm. they were. They they had a lot of they had a lot of like, you know, like deep pockets i guess they they were right. able to like fund us going to steve which was super cool we wouldn't have been able to afford that you know and um yeah i don't know maybe it wasn't like the best totally best fit but um and i don't even know like after that if they continued working with them or not but right but i think it did pretty well i mean i feel like a lot of people knew about that record and like I still, people still talk to me about that record all the time when like I meet people like they're like, Oh, like misadventures. Right. I love that record. So that is the such gold record. Like if we're being honest, like that, I don't think that'll ever change too. like that, that record hits so deeply, especially for people in New York at the time. I feel like, like that's just, that's like a nostalgia record at this point for people, which is so cool. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it really is though. I mean, it was cool writing it like, right. And that was like Skyler was in the band, so he was doing a lot of writing too. Yeah, yeah, it was like a it was a cool time. Who came up with like the Almar on that one? That's that's a cool artwork. Yeah, so that was. Uh... Oh my god, why am I blanking on his name? Oh fuck, that's all right. <laughs> but the dude from Coliseum. Okay, yeah, sick. he does a lot of he does a lot of like design and work, and um, he does all the Col- Coliseum designs. Um, but. Yeah, and he was like super nice and super cool on that tour. It was like mm-hmm. cool to get to actually hang out with him. That's cool. Yeah. So you guys got to tour all over the world with such gold, including Japan, the UK, Australia, Costa Rica, etc. What were some of your favorite places to play and like discover? Costa Rica was pretty cool. Um, that was like a really fun time. We got to like spend a lot of like extra time there, which was cool. So we got to like kind of like go on a hike and like. Yeah. We played a crazy backyard show, actually. Like, we went for this festival, but like, we got like someone booked us this like little backyard show. Mm-hmm. And we played to this backyard, and it was like pretty nuts. Like, it was pretty cool. Like, just That's showing cool. up and playing someone's back patio or whatever. But right, um, and kids were like super stoked. Yeah, I bet, especially out there. Yeah, but um, Australia probably like had the best time there like that was like the most mind-blowing experience for me right um because well the first time we went we actually drove to all the cities and oh, wow. shared a bus with no trigger oh and love it that was, like super fun yeah and we love no uh, trigger what a great band <laughs> yeah great band great people and so like we just had so much fun with them yeah and we were just like i can't believe we drove all those though because like normally when you go out there it's really cheap to fly to each city yeah so that's like usually how bands do it is they fly and we for whatever reason chose to drove and we shared a bus like this like and it wasn't like a bus bus it was like a kind of like a cheaper bus yeah 
all of our equipment was just sitting in the on the like in the center of the bus and then there was just like a few seats where you could sit and we had like i don't know it was like pretty long drives but it was a cool way to like see the country and um but i lost my mind there playing with soundwave uh soundwave tour mm-hmm. um it's like a basically a traveling big traveling festival that hits all the major cities dude i heard that's one of the best festivals p- to play yeah i heard they literally like will grab your equipment once you're done playing and take it to the van for you totally that's yeah, crazy it's completely like you just show up you like bring your breakables and that's it and you play and they got shuttles to hotels they put you up in a hotel in the major city for like three days you play one show the other show like the other nights you're just hanging out in the city you know like and like all the other bands that are on the tour are also in those hotels so it's like the city just gets over taken over by the festival and it's like there's all these like vip clubs or whatever that like you can go and like meet other musicians and it was like a mind-blowing experience and like the year that we played blink 182 played slayer come on metallica like it was insane and like metallica threw this barbecue that like so it's like you they wanted to like bring everybody together on the festival and as the headliners they hosted a barbecue the very first night you arrive they hosted a barbecue and everyone that was playing every musician was able to come and eat and Mm -hmm. hang out with metallica they were just at the barbecue and so we got to like meet like talk with like lars and stuff it was james yep yeah james hetfield like as soon as we walk in he's just like at the catering line like getting some food like talking with somebody i was just like this is insane like hey fellas come get some pulled pork yeah it was fucking sick it was really cool and um yeah it was like one of the best times of my life honestly it was like a very it was a peak moment for sure do you like their new record the i don't remember what it's called but the new yellow record Oh yeah, I did. I listened to it. It's yeah, decent, it's right? Cool. It's, yeah, yeah. I think it's better than whatever the last one was. God, like, kudos to Lars being able to play drums still. Right? The hell, I know it's <laughs> amazing. Like still ripping, still ripping those shows. Crazy longevity. Did you ever see the uh, the doc they did? The uh, some kind of monster. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a good doc. Yeah, it's pretty. It's a depressing, it's ridiculous. Yeah, like, pretty crazy. Some of those, like yeah, some of those exchanges and situations are just like yeah it's like wow (laughs) it did not paint them in a good light at that time yeah but at least they got through it you know happens um it's cool like they kind of come back around with all the stranger things stuff like they're like wrapping into a whole new generation yeah it's pretty cool i'm so behind on stranger things too like i didn't even get to watch those episodes yet because i I didn't finish the third season but i heard i heard it's good it gets pretty good have you watched it oh yeah okay hell yeah like it for sure um so i went back and i watched the audio tree clips that you guys filmed way back when and yeah. you know i thought they're fucking so good what's what's the process with filming one of those do they give you like a few takes to get everything down perfectly or is it like a one and done type thing those were one and done i don't think we redid anything i don't know if they do if they yeah. redo stuff with people like i'm sure they could but i think we just just, we just did it because i i totally like Looking back at it, I'm like, oh, I fucked that up. Like, <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm like, oh, I went way too fast on that song. But I think like that's part of the charm of it. I feel. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I'm sure if you like really fuck up in the first like 30 seconds, you can probably be like, all right, let's do another take. Yeah. Yeah. But I think we just did that straight through, from what I remember. Yeah. So, what caused you to leave such gold? 
Oh, oh, we've reached that point of the podcast. Drop, dropping the, the bombs. <laughs> yeah, I've never talked about this at all. And I didn't even really address it like on the internet or to anyone. And I kind of feel bad about that, actually. Like I probably should have said something. Yeah. But um, yeah, what what kind of caused it all or what how it kind of went down? Um, yeah, midway through tour, I had an opportunity I guess before the tour started, I had an opportunity to play with Trash Talk. Right. Um, they were looking for a drummer. I, I kind of sub- I kind of reached out and said, "Hey, like I'd be, I'd love to, like whatever you guys got going on, like I'm super down." Um, they're like, "Yo, we got this like suicidal tendencies tour coming up. You want to come and do it?" <laughs> and they actually, uh, they actually offered me Camp Flagana, like. Oh, the the Odd Future yeah, tour, the Odd Future festival. like festival. They wow. were like, "Yeah, just come out. You could play it." I'm like. I'm not sure I'm like ready to just come out and make that my first show. Right. right. I should probably like play a couple of club shows first or whatever. But, uh, and the timing didn't work because right when they needed a drummer was when I was already on tour with such gold. But, uh, I said, you know, I started talking to them and I was like, all right, like maybe I can make this work. And, you know, I, I was like, okay, I got to try to make this work. I got to talk to the guys. And so I talked to them and was like kind of saying like, hey, like, I think I'm going to do this trash talk tour, but I have to leave this tour midway through. And it was probably Such Gold's biggest tour at the time. It was Story So Far, Rotting Out, right? Um, souvenirs, and Stick to Your Guns. Amazing um, show. Saw it yeah. in Cleveland. <laughs> but yeah, so I took that, I, I left the tour. And I feel like when I left, it didn't really go very well. The drummer that I had tapped to fill my shoes didn't really work out. Mm. And so it kind of left them hanging. Like, it left them just like, well, what the fuck? Like, what are we going to do? shit's like, fuck now. Like, yeah. And so, like, I feel really bad about that. And that is, like, I think my fault. Like, I should have communicated with them right. way, way before and way ahead of time. Um, I think I was really nervous to, like, talk to them. So it was, like, made it really hard. But anyway, yeah, that's, I mean that's the underlying like it's communication for me that like i think like kind of made it hard because then when i was with trash talk there was no communication with such gold that like you know hey like i'm leaving the band or hey i am going to do this tour and then i'm coming back and i also didn't really know and i hadn't really made a decision for myself right and so i was just kind of like not really giving a i wasn't giving an answer to anyone else, but I also wasn't given an answer from trash talk. So I feel like there was just like overall bad, all around bad communication, but ultimately it left to like having to put them in their tough decision to have to ask me to leave. Right. And they called me and asked me to leave. And they said like, we have to, we're going into the studio. Like you haven't done anything. Like you haven't given us any word of what's happening. Like we needed to move on. And I feel like, looking back at it now and now being like seven years sober, I feel like a lot of it was like, I think I was like kind of like chasing like, Oh, I just want to be in LA and party. Right. And I mean, that's not an excuse, you know? And I think, um, I'm not trying to say that it's an excuse, but it sucks that that had something to do with it. Yeah. Um, so I've sobered up, but now it's like, I also need to work on communication, honesty mm-hmm. and like full transparency. Cause right. that's still going to be, an issue today like i'm yeah. still like playing in a lot of different bands and it, it requires a lot of communication and a lot of like hey i can do this hey i can't do this hey i'm doing this but like you know it's like 
it's like it's a lot to juggle but that that stuff takes work it's like a full commitment you know you just got to figure it out you know nobody's perfect you know yeah i feel like yeah i regret like the way it went down and i feel bad and yeah that's the way it went down they had to ask me to leave because i just you know i was still kind of waiting and seeing like what was coming down the pipeline for trash talk because they had just released a record and they were about to tour a bunch and yeah that's how that's that's the answer of that right so yeah sorry everyone i don't know like or whatever like i had an awesome time with such gold it was amazing and i love those guys and since then we've like talked and hung out a ton so and yeah i'm so appreciative of all the time i had with such gold and yeah i really regret like just not handling that better yeah no for sure you know, there's ever a day you could fill in for Matt if he if he needed somebody. I would 100% do it, and yeah, yeah, you know, for sick. sure. I mean, I love all the new stuff. Like, that's great. All the new yeah. Such Gold, honestly, is better. I think the newest, the latest EP they put out is the best Such Gold that's ever been put out. Like, it is so good. Was it called Deep in a Hole? Yeah, yeah, it is so good. so good. So it's like I would love to try to play those songs. I mean, not try. I would. Yeah. I would figure it out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I would love to play those songs and yeah, if they ever asked me, I would absolutely do it. That's yeah. cool. Didn't they, did they release something or they, they recorded something recently or? Yeah. They, um, yeah. So yeah, no, just to, with talking with Ben, I think they are sitting on a record that they're going to release this year. Hopefully. Yeah. That's what I heard. Yeah. Is it good? Have you heard it? I've heard. Yeah. Nate played me some of it. Um, it sounds awesome. Okay, yeah, cool. I think <laughs> it's going to, it's really good. It's like a perfect blend of everything. Like it's going to, like old such gold fans are going to love it, but Hell it's yeah. also still new such gold fans are going to love it. Like right. it's, it's good it's st- staying true to such gold. And yeah, I think it's, that's what's great. Up. Yeah. I can't wait. Um, any notable van incidents or stolen goods thievery that's happened throughout the course of your career? Yo, yeah. All right. I feel so bad for everybody out there that's had to deal with that stuff. And, um, damn, it's just happening more and more now. It's scary. But luckily, Such Gold's never had to deal with any thievery, actually, uh, that I can recall, which That's is good. insane to That's think amazing. about how much we did. Yeah. Um, but we had this, like, scary, like, looking short bus. We, like, put, like, weird, like, mannequin heads and stuff in the front window. And I feel like <laughs> yeah. it just made it look like there was someone living in there. So yeah. no one ever really messed with that van. That's luckily. so smart. <laughs> um but we definitely had tons of like van troubles and like yeah. t- tires falling off and yeah. tires flying off the trailer. And like, I remember one time I was driving it and like all of a sudden I just like, you're like, and then like, and then like all I see is this <laughs> tire just fly in front of me and just goes, it just flies what? out into this field and we couldn't find it. it was Re- just oh gone. really? It was just gone. Interesting. Yeah. We, we never found it. it That's was just, hysterical. Okay. Was that at night? now um no i think it was in the daytime maybe yeah it was pretty crazy that's scary yeah do you like spin out of control when that happens or does it just luckily i just scraping away there was enough weight that i just like moved to the side and i was good oh okay wow wild yeah (laughs) um isn't it easier nowadays to just like air tag stuff though yep yeah Yeah, i noticed that that's like the that's the thing to do for sure and like people have been able to like get their stuff back by air tagging it I was talking to the dude from Koyo. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I listened to that interview. Did you? Yeah, yeah he, he was crazy. He was talking about how he just like he air tagged it to and those showed places. Up. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, we're, we're, we're not gonna, gonna call the like, cops. We're just gonna go. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh man. Okay. Yeah. Hell yeah. 
You got some balls to do that. I I don't know if I could do that. So if the person had like a gun. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, get the fuck out of here. You know. Um, let's see here. So what's what's been your favorite thing about being a part of the scene for well over a decade? Just meeting people. Um Yeah. Yeah, getting those experiences with people like I think just contributing to something that meant a lot to me or still means a lot to me, like going to shows, going to music, like being able to contribute and give back to that by playing. Um, yeah. Getting to meet people in bands and playing in new bands and getting to meet them and have those ex- shared experiences, but also like meeting people in other towns or right. in other bands and, and just like kind of just making the world small, you know, like Yeah. by just doing so much, it's like, yeah, it is like really like a small world and a small community. Yeah. It's like pretty cool. And yeah, like, yeah, I don't know. I think that's like some of my favorite stuff. I really love performing and mm-hmm. like, I just love, love to play. So that's cool. You still got your flame lit though. You know, you, you, you haven't gotten sick of it yet. That's cool. Yeah. I yeah. think it helped to take a break and yeah. it helped to, yeah, just like, I feel like I, feel like i collected a lot of trauma with it all like right. just like the trauma of like yeah just like kind of failing to make the right decision and like maybe hurt my friends and such gold or like mm-hmm. whatever like just all those this all those choices i made that like got to look back on as an adult and be like all right let's like do this differently right and yeah i think like yeah i don't know i don't know i was like going, going to that. <laughs> you always need time to like refuel though yeah yeah, yeah just everyone to- does just taking a break and like getting to develop like a nice home base right. and like have a, have a solid career and like job that I can do that works with touring yeah. and like having a family and like, like having like, you know, my wife and like creating a family there and like a really solid, like home situation. Great and support system. Yeah. And I think it just, I learned so much being married, like marriage is like the best thing that ever happened to me. Cause yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's just, Keeps you grounded. I feel like it made me grow a lot as a person. So yeah, it helped me a lot. That's amazing. What are some of the uh, the silly jobs you've had to make ends meet in between tours? Yeah, that's funny. My my <laughs> wife always makes fun of me. She's like, because I I always say this thing like, oh yeah, I used to work there, and she's like, are you joking? Like, because I've had like just thousands of jobs, right? <laughs> but the one that I can think of that's kind of funny is I was living in Buffalo. Actually, I lived in Buffalo during no when we were writing misadventures. Oh, yep. Man. I lived in Buffalo. Um, do you remember the positive approach guys at all? Positive approach. Maybe they kind of printed shirts and they took a lot of pictures. Like they, they're all like photographers and artists, kind of like a collective of people. Maybe they it was had around like a, that time. They had like a shirt printing company. Yeah. It okay. was around that time. And a brand. They had a brand, like a clothing brand. Okay. I think they even it. had a Buffalo storefront for a while. Oh, interesting. Okay. But I lived with like a couple of them and um in Buffalo. And I uh was I was working at a movie theater overnight cleaning the movie theater. Which theater? I can't remember which theater it was, but I worked at a movie theater, and, but it was, it was the night shift. So that way I could work during the day at a tattoo shop. I was working at like, kind of just like working counter at a tattoo shop. Yeah. And that way I could have the daytime to write with such gold. Wow. So I was like working overnights in Buffalo and then I would drive to Rochester anytime we needed to practice, which 
sometimes turned out to be like almost every day. Wow. But so I was like, like dedicated. I was like, yeah, you know, I will do whatever I need to. A couple like, hours a day of driving. Yeah. 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 That's one of the crazy jobs I had in between. That's funny. Um, any, any other good ones? <laughs> I'm just so curious. Yeah, um, Don't be ashamed. I know. Let's see. <laughs> There's gotta be like, man, what was it? I worked at a golf course for a while. It's cool. cool. Just like a groundskeeper, but I got to golf for free, which oh, is cool. Hell yeah. Um, I worked at a ski resort for a while. Cool. And that was like kind of a cool, like little seasonal gig. Um, yeah, not of these are that bad. I to play and like tour and when I needed to and stuff. That's cool. Yeah. And I got to snowboard for free, which is cool. Yeah. That's cool. So that's the, that's the, that's the real gamble there is like, how are you going to find a job that like lets you tour, you know? Yeah. I mean, how many times have you had to just be like, Hey, it's either you keep me or I'm going to have to quit. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much it. I just made sure to get jobs that I was like, I don't care about quitting this. All right. But yeah, I worked at Subway too for a while. Oh, was that terrible? It was fine. Oh, I worked, okay. that was like my very first job when I was like 16 <laughs> or whatever. And then I like worked there when I lived in Rochester when I was playing with such gold. I remember I was at Subway when I got the call to fill in for the Wonder Years actually. Oh shit. Yeah, I was like at work and I was like You were like I am ran a... into my boss. I'm like, I'm going on tour and she's like, What? She, she's like, You are a sandwich artist. Yeah. But she was actually really cool. She like let me she was like, Yeah, you should do this. Wait, so what tour was that for the Wonder Years? Um, that was like just before Upsides came out. Um, oh shit. That was like one of my very first touring experiences, two thousand nine. I did a full US with them and then we did a tour with fireworks too. Ah. Uh. And we actually did a tour with We Are the Union. The very first thing we did was like this small little run with We Are the Union. That's when I first met them. Was fireworks on that one too, or no? Nope. It was separate. Um, okay. Yeah, it was separate. But what was the fireworks one? Fireworks one was just down to Florida. Okay. Was that in support of all they have to offer? I think so. That was 2009. 2009. Yeah. Yeah. That's sick. Love all these guys. Yeah. <laughs> um. Damn. So. That's early Wonder Years, so super early. Was it a lot of like upside stuff, or was it like no no upside stuff because it was before? I don't even think we played any upside stuff. I think I learned Damn. a couple upside songs, and they sent me the record, but I don't think we ended up playing anything. Did you play like "About to Get Fruit Punch," Tommy? Yeah, just like all those <laughs> songs, basically. And um, bro, uh, won't be pathetic for forever. I think we played mostly. So now that you like know these guys, like, can you be honest? Like, do they like that record or do they, are they just trying to be cool by being like that record sucks? Cause I feel like a lot of us like that record. Which get, one? Get stoked on it. Oh, dude, we love it. We think it's hilarious. That's funny. I don't know. I probably, they probably think it's just kind of silly. It's just so catchy though. It's like, yeah. it's stupid lyrics for sure, but it's just the catchiness of it. And I don't know. It's I love definitely it. Catchy. I mean, I feel like they were they were almost talking me. So I went to I brought them drums. Yeah, like, and they I provided like I have like kind of a backline company in Colorado. Yeah, because a lot of bands do fly-ins, and I'm been like trying to do like a drum backline company. And they hit me up to get a to get a kit because they had to reschedule a show, right? Um, a one-off show, and they flew in. And yeah, I brought them a drum set and got to hang out with them, which was really nice to see them again. And they were, I feel like they were like almost kind of trying to talk me like, okay, what song are you going to play? And right. They were gonna like try to talk me to play one of the old ones. I was like, oh, there's no way I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you guys don't want to play those. Like, yeah, gotta be, you guys got to be joking. But, <laughs> but they almost got me to do that intro 
uh intro to won't be pathetic forever is like okay it's like almost like a mosh intro. oh my or uh mike kennedy's a bad friend yeah yeah so yeah 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 that's a good one <laughs> it's it's so silly but it's it's fun i actually got to see them play fruit punch at the 10 10 year anniversaries in philly what they, yeah. they so they have played those songs since yeah they did that's play pretty cool that's it. the only time i think okay. was that one night that's cool but then they played like salinger like every single night and it was like a three night thing it was like yeah, upside cool. suburbia greatest generation but yeah for me i think that it's that record for me like won't be pathetic forever I just have so many memories to that. Yeah, EP. that's your favorite? Yeah, yeah, that's probably my favorite. Just from listening to that, it was just such an exciting time for me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. Do you cool. have a favorite of their full lengths? Curious. I don't know. I love Suburbia. Yeah. Yep, I think it's probably Suburbia. Because like, we toured with them, I think, around that time. They took us to the UK. Yeah. And I feel like that was just like, those were the songs I was listening to a bunch. Like, just mm-hmm. from being on tour with them and stuff mm-hmm. um yeah they're such great people they seriously are so supportive they've like yeah they just they were so helpful to such gold they did so much for such gold i think like yeah it's like a big part of why like we were able to do a lot i think they kind of helped pave the road for us a i feel bit. like they helped out a lot of bands yeah yeah and they're like that still like yeah they're just they're such great great people super supportive they're all about like bringing out newer bands too on their tours i've noticed yeah which is cool like meet me at the altar yeah bands like that i'm stoked for that band doing so much they're cool they're playing here soon actually they're playing like uh kyle from fireworks was saying it's like what like west hollywood in the park or something okay something over there cool. and it's like meet me at the altar and like a couple good bands sweet yeah it might even be like boy genius damn i think that's what it is oh it could be that because that tour is coming to red rocks yes yeah, That's yeah, insane. yeah. It's crazy. I want to see them. That'd be cool. All right, we got a couple more and then a speed round. Cool. So what are... Let's see. Sorry if I've been rambling and going on Dude, for too long. Dude, you've been perfect. Literally, I think this is right. like one of the best episodes in a long time. Like, swear to God. I say that like every time, but it fucking is. Um, let's see here. What's your method for getting beats down? Is there like a specific process or do you just kind of lay it all down once you get all the guitar tracks and just yeah, go off actually, of that? Yeah, actually, that's a great question because... Yeah, it's something I do a lot. So I'm learning a lot of different songs for Indie Drummer Collective or other bands that hit me up to play. Um, yeah, I am jealous of the drummers that say, oh, I just listened to the song in the car a few times and then I showed up to rehearsal and like nailed it and I was ready to go. Like, that's kind of not my process. I wish it could be. Mm-hmm. And maybe it could be, but um, for me, I like to really rehearse a lot. And I, um, I use this program called Moises. And yeah. it uses AI to separate the drum, like the song. Okay. You can separate it into drums, vocals, guitars, and then you can isolate, like you can turn those tracks off. So sometimes I'll just listen to just the drums for a little bit to get familiar Yeah. and make sure I can hear every little bit like hit. So I'm not like missing anything. And then um, I just listen to the song over and over. I work a job that I can like listen to music all day. So that helps me to like learn music. That's why I'm like way into, I'm way into podcasts and stuff. So I, I like listen to a lot of podcasts then, but yeah, it's a great way to listen to music and like just really just like be able to play the song in my head. Right. That's like kind of where I want to get to is like, I can hear the song play fully through in my head. Yeah. And then, yeah, then I just like, I just usually take it part by part when I sit at the kit and then, uh, then I just rehearse the hell out of it. 
was misadventures the only time you really like played to the guitar or, or have you done that a bunch like honestly oh, okay so you mean like get a beat down for like writing then or... yeah yeah okay, for that yeah, too sorry if i no no it's that's good to answer that no question, no <laughs> but that is a answer to a different question maybe but yeah um it all works <laughs> yeah getting like writing a beat too is for me i usually just follow the guitar i'm trying to i want it to be musical i want the yeah. drum part to be musical um, but I don't want it to be like going off on doing its own thing or whatever. Yeah. I'm usually trying to, I'm usually influenced by what the guitar is doing. Um, that's just my method to such gold. Mm -hmm. Um, since then, I feel like listening to music and a lot more music, it's like the drums do need to just like keep the beat and lock in with the bass and like, kind of like lay a foundation for the others to have leads. And I feel like that's like what like such gold was like. Sometimes drums would take a lead because yeah. I was like doing too much, <laughs> it you know, which did. is not always good because then it makes vocals really hard to like <laughs> land down. So it's like with public opinion, it's been way different. I've been just like I usually try to just keep it as much to what like we've kind of got demoed, and right. um, that way it lays a foundation for the guitars to have leads and the, the vocals to have the you know the overall lead yeah yeah that's cool what's some of the best advice that you received in the industry that actually propelled you forward and made you a better musician damn that's a really good question um best advice i mean steve evitt's just hitting hard and solid i think like really yeah. that kind of put me on a good trajectory oh, yeah good, trajectory. good good thing to work on and yeah. i think that's like what i want to see from other drummers and i think that's really important is to be like just have a solid just be solid and confident in your hits mm -hmm. um but best thing in the industry i feel like <laughs> i don't know i think just Maybe it's just been my experience is just being a good person. Yeah, right. Really just caring about people and like meeting people and like doing it for the right reasons. Right. Progressively getting better. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Because yeah. it's really in the end, it's like, I don't know. It's just, it seems like the most important thing is like just getting to create experiences with, with other people. And like, I think that's the part that's the best part about it, I guess. Right. Do drummers get used to the blisters on their hands and, and do your hands get used to the beating over time or is it always like just a painful career? Yeah, I definitely have got, you can see I'm showing my hands. There's just calluses all over. Like <laughs> they are. And it's like, sometimes I even like have like met, I have to bring like medical tape on tour if I'm like really? starting to rehearse for something and I like hadn't been playing, but I've been playing like pretty regularly now for the last like year or so. So my hands are pretty, pretty beat up and ready. So, so do they get used to it then your hands? Yeah, they get used sorta? to it. They like, they get, they got, I got pretty strong skin. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Calluses and stuff. I get that at like the gym. Yeah. You know, like hanging from bars and stuff. Yeah. It sucks. Um, so for kids out there that are wanting to learn drums these days, what would you say is the best route to take? Do you just like hit up a local music sh uh, shop for lessons or does it got to be like a more hands-on learning process more, more than just like YouTube tutorials? Yeah. I think just, just doing it is like the most important. I yeah. think like just doing it, you're going to be able to develop your own voice right, and your own style. And I think that's, you know, some, sometimes it gets lost these days because yeah. there's so much YouTube like stuff going on that it's like, right. Everyone's just kind of sounding the same or just sounding like 
whatever's like happening on YouTube. Um, but YouTube is also a great tool to learn, you know, that's mm -hmm. a great way to like learn. But I think I always like the drummer that just like kind of has their own voice, you know, and just yeah. like learned on the, their own and they're not traditional, you know, they're right. like a little weird, but it's like got its own cool like sound. So I think mm -hmm. like that's the kind of drummers I like, but I mean, I also loved like I was in concert band, I was in marching band. I like learning to read music is really helpful and important. I think like, cause you, you know, you can, there's a lot in, in books and, and, um, studying jazz and studying like sort of improvisational music, I think is like helpful to like create good, cool ideas mm -hmm. and just like have a big palette of like a big bag of tricks, I guess. Are you good at like reading music? Like, could you, if you had like a book in front of you, could, could you just get it down real quick? I could read music. Yeah. And I could probably, I could read right now, maybe not sight read like I used to, but I used to sight read. Like I used to do like, so like, solo fest like through like band, like concert band and i used to have to do sight reading and stuff but mm. um yeah I, I could still read music so say i'm just like oh play Ponder by polar bear club how long does that take you to learn is that just by ear for something like that that one i could probably do tomorrow but if, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like any polar bear club song like i'm actually i think i am gonna do some some couple polar bear club covers oh, please and along with Snapcase. um just to fit a couple themes for Indie Drummer Collective. So Neilon Nails is a great song. Okay. Yeah. Honor. Clash said. Clash Battle Guild Pride is like one of my faves, but that's I love cool. Red of the Battle. I've heard a lot of people say that. And that's so weird because like for me it's it's just always um sometimes things will disappear. Okay, do you know Yeah. This? Honestly the first record's probably my favorite, but <laughs> I'm showing you. Oh what? Can I, I take a picture a, of that? Yeah, I have a polar bear club tattoo on my calf. It was like one of my first tattoos. I love that. Um oh. yeah sometimes things just disappear is my favorite and redder the better and the ep have you heard the, the like demo the uh the five song demo yeah with the, the hand nope or you're talking about redder the better it's not on spotify oh wait before that yeah oh no okay. i don't think i have I, will, I have a i have a file that i can i can send it to you holy you shit please it. it's really cool is it good really good is his voice like slightly different definitely different he talks about like this is when i think he was in school for like like when Jimmy was in school for, for acting, he wanted to be an actor. Yeah. And he, one of the songs is like talking about like being like, like rehearsing for a part and like they're on the beach, like rehearsing. Yeah. Like they're like, let's take rehearsal to the beach. Oh my God. And it's like in Western New York, nothing but eerie. That's sick. It's cool. It's I'll, I'll send it to you. So, you know, it's really cool. And I wanted to bring this up earlier because you said you're in your like drum club, right? Yep. And who, who was in a movie club? You said somebody was in a movie club, right? Or it was my wife. Yeah. Your wife. So I'm in a movie club too. It's called Know You Go. Yeah. And it's with Jimmy from Polar Bear Club. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, sick. Every Sunday. So if you ever want to join, like it's so fun. I should get my wife involved. You, should, cool. you really should. should love it. It's yeah. so sick. We like literally go on like Discord and just talk about a movie that we watched um, over the course of the week. And it's a, a film that everybody has to watch, obviously. Yeah. That'd it's be so really fun. cool. Maybe we'll try to do that. You should. It's It's awesome. Yeah. But uh we've reached the end of the road here, so we okay. got we got the little speed round at the end. I ask a bunch of bullshit questions and you give me your best answer. Okay. Ready? Yeah. All right. Favorite movie. Damn. <laughs> Dumb and Dumber. Dude, fuck yeah. <laughs> it's a masterpiece. I love that movie so I much. I could recite the whole movie. But that's a weird movie to say that's my favorite, but I am gonna go with it. So All right, say say something that's like not a comedy. What's like your favorite, like non comedy, I guess? 
See, this is where my wife is like making fun of me because she's like, you haven't seen that movie? You haven't seen that movie? But I'm like, but I... But you want to ask me about a comedy movie because like that's right. like, I like I think I like comedy movies, but um not a comedy. Favorite movie. Dang, I don't know. So like like Tarantino or Scorsese or any yeah, of Yeah, I do like Tarantino a lot. Like I loved all the Kill Bills. Right. Like, all of them, both of them. But yeah. Um yeah, maybe Kill Bill. Yeah. <laughs> Kill Bill rocks. <laughs> um grape jelly or strawberry jelly? strawberry <laughs> actually i made grape jelly meatballs the other day in my crock pot whoa so weird it's literally just grape jelly and chili sauce okay i feel like that would work it does it's it's okay yeah it's decent but strawberry would be better yeah i feel like that we were talking about <laughs> that meatballs. i feel like that would actually taste good um scariest movie you've ever seen oh that's a good one what made you shit yourself dang it's gotta be one I mean, Exorcist, I feel like that because I saw it when I was young and that right. shit is just, that's, that, that shit's still, still scary. You know what's and crazy? And people still reuse those like scary moments and right. it's like, yeah, because it works because that shit is scary. Right. I feel like honestly that got ruined for me because I feel like, I don't know if I watched Scary Movie 2 first, but like the silliness of that movie ruined Exorcist for me to the point where I like, I never found Exorcist scary, which okay. is crazy. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, that makes sense. I think um, Poltergeist too was also, or just Poltergeist the first yes. like was was also scary for me because I, I also saw it when I was young and I was like, and it's like yeah, my wife was saying this too is like, well, there's like a kid in the movie, so right. this seems like chill, like yeah. this is like fine, and then it's like, nope, it's like man that that one really freaked me out too those are so cursed too you know how many people died from that production like it's insane like that that little girl died like only she died during the third one like while they were filming the third one little girl yeah she had like a weird like rare i think bone disorder or something and just it was undetected she just died like in the middle of filming and then right after they did the first one the the girl that plays the little girl's sister got murdered by her boyfriend like, there's a whole documentary on this. Oh, yeah. And there's dang. all these other deaths that are related to like the cast. It's it's insane. That's really interesting. But there's a there's a documentary called Cursed Films. If you look it up on it's on like Shudder. You should check it out. Is Wizard of Oz on there? Is that like a Yeah, I think myth? it is maybe is that or is that real? That like there's like if you could see the original, there's like a oh, silhouette like a, of someone like hanging. Hanging or something. Like one of the little people. Maybe. I'm I not think sure. that's what it was. I, I did hear about that, but I'm not sure. There's definitely some dark stuff with that movie, though. I yeah. know for a fact. Dang. Yeah. But um, let's see. Last item you threw at someone. Oh, yeah. Dang. I should have been ready for this. <laughs> I've heard your I've listened to your podcast. Oh, hell yeah. A few times. You Appreciate had a bunch it. of friends on. So which ones have you heard? Uh, Koyo. I definitely because Ben did one, right? I listened to Ben. Ben Lieber? Ben Coton. Oh, Ben Coton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Obviously. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, listen cool. to the did i don't know had some of the fireworks guys yeah kyle and brett yep i listen to those that's cool i listen to the jimmy one too oh really yeah the last thing i threw at someone (laughs) okay yeah it's probably just the remote and my wife because i'm not like at her but like you know like she's like oh like while i'm up like i always like get her a glass of water like when we're like watching watching a movie (laughs) or sitting down and watch tv or whatever 
And then somehow I'm always like, I always have the remote on the dresser. So I always like toss it to her. So that's yeah. probably the last thing I threw. All right. Now play it. Yeah. <laughs> you never throw drumsticks at people. I thought that was going to be your answer. Oh yeah. Um, I used to toss like not in a mean way, but like I used to like toss drumsticks if they're broken to like kids in the crowd, kids in the crowd or something, if they yeah. wanted them or something. Cause I used to get my name like printed on them. Like, oh, cool. Like, kind of cool. But... Yeah. That's sweet. Um, What's something you got detention for in high school? Oh, probably definitely for being late. But I also used to enable my friend. Like I used to be friends with the class clowns. Right. And I used to just be like their laugh track. Like basically oh, I was just like just laughing like a hyena. Just get me like, oh, just laughing so hard. That's the best, like, dude. That's probably what I would get detention for. Just like goofing off, but maybe sleeping in class or being late. Like, right. I feel like school is like tough for me to like care about i guess i don't know what's something that made you laugh until you cried i think when my wife just starts making fun of me it's like the funniest thing because she <laughs> just does it so well <laughs> and it's just kill it just kills me like i love that she'll just get me laughing so hard because she's just mocking me and it's just right. so funny like she sounds super cool yeah she, she's <laughs> definitely super cool yeah she's my best friend like she's yeah. like yeah that's the best yeah um cats or dogs dogs hell yeah for sure i hate cats i don't hate cats it's weird because i grew up with cats and um they just kind of suck but like dude as an adult and like i when i moved to colorado Lachlan's sister has dogs and I got to like live with like three dogs and I just love right. them. So yeah, I'm definitely a dog person. I feel like dogs come up to you. Cats like just go hide every time anyway. They don't really care about people as much. Yeah. Um, most drumsticks you've broken in a single set. Man, that's, I mean, yeah, I, I play with like die cast hoops. I eat through drumsticks. Um, I probably, I'd say like probably five. Okay maybe six on a bad night <laughs> but it's almost like it's almost like regularly that i break definitely one if not two that's so funny yeah. um favorite drum brand i'm playing uh cnc drums which is out of kansas city right now um cool. i love them they like make custom kits they're uh kind of like in the vintage style but um right. They're really cool to work with, and they make a lot of cool stuff. Uh, favorite such gold song. Dang. Okay. Um, favorite such gold song. Ceiling stare. Hell yeah. Uh, have you ever gotten absolutely annihilated in a mosh pit? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I have, but there's also a stupid story that uh, such gold was playing with Hit the Lights. We played this holiday show. Okay. And I staged over Hit the Lights. And I'm pretty sure as I was coming down into the crowd, I don't know who it was, if it was a guy or a girl, but someone socked me in the eye, like really just right, right in the eye. And I like, kind of like went out like that uh, and I didn't even like get knocked out or anything, but I definitely got hit in the eye pretty hard. Yeah. And all my holiday photos of my family as of me with like a welt. black eye. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, that's funny. Um, what's the best venue you've ever played at? Dang, that's cool. 
Recently, I just played Bluebird Theater in Denver. Yeah, I've heard about that and one. It's like about a 550 cap, I think. Um, maybe That's it's good. smaller than that, but it's a theater and it's like really big and nice. Um, I just saw Sparta there. They were amazing. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. And yeah, we are the union got to play there and it was awesome. It nice. was like one of the best experiences. Great sound, like just felt really good. Um, I'd say that maybe, I mean, yeah. there's a, like a lot of others, like Gilman was really cool. Yeah, and like Classic ones. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a lot of like back in the day when such cold played, but I think that one comes to mind right now. I miss waiting room so much in Buffalo. Yeah. I love that one. The funeral home. Funeral. <laughs> I actually never got to see a show there. I used to watch the sets, like the videos, but I never yeah, saw I one. I saw a couple shows there. I know e played a bunch. Code Orange Kids when they were the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good ones. What's the What's the weirdest venue you've ever played? That's a cool question. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll say one that's recent. And it wasn't bad weird. It was kind of just interesting. But I played a laundromat. It was in Ohio. Um, I think Toledo, Ohio. It's called Dirty Dungarees. That checks out. <laughs> yeah. And it's a bar. It's a laundromat that has a bar in it. It's a bar slash laundromat slash venue. That makes no sense. The venue was just like this back room that was probably just a storage room or something. Yeah. They just like set up bands back there and they play that's killer and then there's an entire laundry mat and i got to do my laundry what like, the fuck it was cool and you could, you could get beer or whatever has citizen played there because they were they're like from there maybe if it was around when they were coming up but crazy i mean they couldn't play there now that's no for sure. that's it's funny. like it's like a small really small room yeah it was really cool it's a good great show um have you ever hurt yourself while performing yeah, I mean, just my fingers. I finger. bled all over my drums or something, but nothing, nothing too bad. Ever get like a stick break off and like hit you in the face? That is what I'm terrified of, and I actually break so many sticks. So now I wear glasses when I play. Yeah, and right. I actually have like a glasses strap, so I like, oh, okay, don't lose yeah. them because I'm always like banging my head around. Yeah, that's scary. So yeah, I always wear glasses now when I play just to avoid that. Luckily, I haven't. And knock on wood. Right. <laughs> Speaking of, what's a newer and noteworthy hardcore band that people should check out? Dang, that's cool. Um, I'd say Bib or maybe Gel. Okay. I feel like I've heard um, both of those. But I'll just talk about both. Bib, um, they're from Omaha, Nebraska, but they're okay. super sick. Um, we played with them on the Military Gun run. Sick. Um, Public Opinion went on tour with Military Gun and MS Paint. We played Omaha and Bib played, and it was like the most insane set I've ever seen. And they're doing a bunch of shows right now, and they're super cool and like super nice people. Like, chatting them up on the internet all the time and they, they do like they're all very creative and like contributing in other ways other than just music too which is pretty cool right um brock who plays with them also does a lot of designs and poster designs and he's worked with us like done a t-shirt design for us and stuff too sick but yeah that band's sick and then gel um gel is seems to be ms paint maybe too mm -hmm. um both both convulse records bands if you're looking for new hardcore bands you should check out convulse records awesome um destiny bond like, okay yeah these are all like uh, like up and coming hardcore bands that are also convulse bands but um yeah i mean you're gonna see gel gel's gonna be Sick. all over the country so i can't wait yeah yeah i've, I've definitely listened to them before yeah, I think I've heard of Bib too, to be honest. But yeah, Gel yeah. is really good. They just put out a new record, and it's amazing. And yeah, I want to rip that. Yeah, I need more records to listen to for runs. Like I went on a random like forty minute run yesterday, and I was just trying to figure out like what do I listen to right That's now. That's a great record. That's a good one for yeah. a run. Okay, put that on the next one. For sure. What's your favorite public opinion song? 
Man, that's cool. That's a cool. Uh, um, is it on the new record? I like Modern Convenience. Okay. Um, but also, that's one of my favorites to play. You're right. Um, I like Harris. That's a good one. A lot of the newer ones are really fun to play too, though. I think there's a couple that are going to be like really cool to play. I like, uh, let's see, Sweets All the Time. Yeah, okay. That's okay. Not, that song fucking rips. Cool. So we used to have that in the set and we haven't like played it in the set very like very much. So maybe we should bring that. I was thinking about like we should bring that one back. Like Yeah, it's a good one. It's kind of cool. Um what's the weirdest roadside attraction you visited or like what's a favorite? That's cool. Um there's there's some weird ones out there. Yeah. I actually did a bunch of those with my iron lung um i remember we went to the thing yeah (laughs) been there yeah it was i don't even remember what it was ended up being was it just like a little like it's a big store i don't think i you have to pay extra to go to to pay extra we went in and looked at it see i didn't do that and it was just like i think it was just like a little like weird looking like little alien thing or something maybe it was or something like that yeah it's like a joke but it was like basically just a joke to like oh my god what is it and you go in like oh that's all it is that's it yeah, and then you con your friends like, oh, you got to see this. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yep. So that's like, I think that's kind of like what the vibe was of it. Right. But it was fun to do with them. And I remember we took a picture. It's like, it's cool. That's sick. What's your, what's your favorite video game growing up? Hmm. I definitely loved like Mario Kart. Um, I really loved Super Mario RPG for SNES. Okay. Yeah, that was like, I played that game through like probably like four times. Damn, I don't think I've ever played that version. That's really cool. That sounds sweet. Yeah. I wish they would like remake that like on Switch. That would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, my roommate's got a Switch. We haven't really been playing it, but I I actually love the Switch. It's kind of fun. Yeah, we play, wife and I play Switch a lot too. My favorite party a lot. I was just about to say, (laughs) that's my favorite game of all time. Yeah. Mario Party. Yeah. That's my shit. Mini games. What was the uh, oh? So I was gonna Pokemon, say Pokemon though too. So Poke- sorry, I'm, yeah, I'm Pokemon for Pokemon. Of course, those holographic stickers too, <laughs> or the not stickers, the cards. I mean, back in the day, um, Tony Hawk Pro Skater Three. Yeah, that was yeah. a big influence on me for just music in general. True. I was yeah. thinking if you do if you ever do another theme for the the indie thing, you should you should just do oh that soundtrack. God. That's a great theme idea. How great would that be? Yeah, Fucking, I will. I will actually put that in. Like that would be cool. You get AFI, you get CKY, gutter mouth, <laughs> fucking body jar, adolescence. Dang, like yeah, that would be really cool. That's a great idea. Alien Ant Farm. Yeah, that's yeah. wonderful soundtrack. That would that would do well, well too. I feel like that'd push people into checking out the the club too. That's a good idea. That's a good one. Um, what's the longest drum solo you've ever committed to without stopping? <laughs> I've never done a drum solo, but I did actually. I just realized. I think like the other day. So yesterday, or no, let's see, two days ago, I was checking drums right yeah. for getting drum sounds, and I consistently kept playing for like. I think I got to this point where I was like, I'm pretty sure that this is the longest I've consistently played drums without stopping in your life. In my life. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I, I'm like, is it? Yeah, it's gotta be. This has been so long. Like they haven't asked me to stop. I'm still checking. I'm still like, going. <laughs> and I just like kept a beat going. And I think that when I said that to them, like they were all like, 
yeah we were like losing it like we were like how right. are you still playing like what the fuck like, that's so sick i don't know it was like crazy but i mean it probably helps you come up with stuff you know just yeah don't, don't stop I just, I th- it definitely warmed me up i mean it, it, yeah at that point your your hands are probably falling apart i don't think i was doing anything like cool or creative at a certain point i was like I, when I stopped, I was like, okay, am I annoying you guys? Like, I'm just like playing a bunch of bullshit right now. Like, it's incredible. But legendary shit. <laughs> uh, what's your biggest regret? Dang. I know. Okay. So I got a bunch that come to mind. Um, the dark moment of the podcast. Saying no. I don't know. It's, I don't really have any regrets, I guess, because like, you know, I got to where I'm at because of like all the choices I've made and I'm really happy where I'm at. Yeah. I'm really happy. Like I've gotten to learn lessons from the mistakes I made. Right. So like maybe I don't have regrets, but I kind of do have regrets. And it's like, there's like one that sticks out for me. And it's like, when I was playing the trash talk, um, you know, part of it is like, yeah, I regret like the way that such gold went down. Right. But when I was playing the trash talk, um, I actually got asked to play with Comeback Kid. Uh, and it was like, I feel like I just. <laughs> no way. They asked me, like, I think they were just looking for a drummer. They just, like, needed a drummer for a tour. And I think at that moment, I was, like, just newly playing the Trash Talk. And I didn't really know, like, yeah. how long they needed me for, like, what what was, like, going to happen. And it was, like, so hard for me to give an answer on that. And, like, I couldn't really, like. Yeah figure that out i feel like those are like my biggest regrets is like just like some of those like missed opportunity missed opportunities maybe or like yeah one that also comes to mind is like um tim landers like was like oh, me man. and him were talking a bunch rest in peace um yeah best dude um we were talking a bunch about playing together and a bunch of different, different projects. He was playing in this band off and on, okay. which were amazing. Um, and I, I was like trying to talk to him about like playing cause they were like kind of needed a drummer for some stuff. And I feel like I regret like not having my shit together at that time to be able to like really do it. Like not having like, you know, solid job or like, you know, like I feel like right. it was always like, I couldn't really like, pull it together to do it yeah but i feel like if a band asks me to play drums now it's like i can do it like i can learn it i have a space i have drums i have you know i have like drum companies backing me i can like rent stuff or whatever like i can make stuff happen now and it's like i feel like i regret like not making it happen with tim because i fucking love tim i wanted to play with him for so long and like yeah we kind of were talking about doing cold collective together like not doing it together but they had they were already a band they were doing it they just needed a drummer for something and like i was like gonna do it and like yeah i regret like not doing it you know yeah. like i feel like i just regret not being in the position to like make it happen but mm-hmm. those are some of my regrets i guess mostly drum stuff related what are you most proud of most proud of i don't know um maybe just all the stuff i've got to accomplish and got to do with such gold and and just drumming in general, maybe. Yeah. That's definitely like something I, you know, dreamed of as a kid and a guy didn't even dream of, you know, it was like beyond my expectations right. and dreams, like for myself, like I never expected any of the stuff that I've gotten to do. Like I've never expected that to happen. And 
it's really cool all the stuff that got to happen super grateful for it Mm -hmm. and yeah super proud of it like dude you've absolutely crushed it like ah. all that you've done in like i don't know how many years that is for 15 plus years of play drumming you know like it's crazy yeah i think i could stop and be very happy where i'm at but i just can't stop i've tried i i love drumming don't that's what i want to do so yeah there's I no like reason it to. might be my contribution to the world somehow like yeah it's, it's all i can do like i basically i don't know that's what i want to do so. right and you can always figure out other stuff too i mean you got the collective too but yep. i mean that's kind of like branching off the drum thing but you know yeah i'm hoping like you know do some stuff with public opinion but also doing i'm really open to bands that need a drummer so that's so sick yeah whatever comes along i'm trying Hell to yeah. do it that's awesome dude I can swing it thank you so much for doing this, this yeah is, thanks this i'm is... sorry this probably went way too long no, so dude please it, cut it whenever off. it goes long like literally i know it's good that's the best thing i okay. swear to god if it goes like too short like i know it sucked we'll see this this is a great episode trust me thanks so much for having me honestly dude, this is cool this is cool incredible you finally dude like, you too i know we've talked like a little bit we've had each other gotta, on there forever okay, i have qu- i should be asking you some questions because i got sure. a punch yeah i got one though where have our paths crossed like let's try to figure this out i, I want to figure my that favorite out thing yeah like, yeah so you said you went to such gold shows like yeah did you go to shows before 2013 oh yeah yeah what, so let's way back when were you i was at, going to, yeah so yeah you know kyle tedesco yeah so he booked <laughs> he messaged of, me while we were doing this <laughs> he booked a lot of such gold's first shows yeah in buffalo he yes. was like who got us in buffalo right were you at i remember you were talking about the fireworks show that got shut down was it the fireworks show yeah yeah at and the we, attic on st Patrick's the attic Day. yeah yes. i remember the attic we played the attic a bunch yeah like, wonder years played the attic yep. um this time next year yep same show yeah yeah so like Dang, that's sick. So you were at those shows then, or I can't. I don't think I actually was at those shows. Did you ever go to an attic show? I don't. I might have. I don't. I don't really remember to be honest. I don't think so. But Mohawk Place, definitely Mohawk. Yeah, the waiting room. Cool. Uh, all the earlier ones. Um, Sugar City. That's like a little newer. Yeah, we we got to play Sugar City once. Yeah, Sugar Such City's cool. cool. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Cool. I, I've been going to shows like by myself since like I want to say like oh seven. Like I was a kid, okay. like my dad would drop me off and basically like I, I would pretend I like knew people oh, and like so enter with them through Mohawk place. Oh yeah. Time. Yeah. Did you go to the polar bear club CD release with defeater? I think so. Which one was that? I went to the first waiting room show. They played the first ever waiting room show. That was 2013. Oh, okay. I don't think that was polar bear club played Mohawk place and such gold got to play it. I have the poster, but oh yeah so defeater played okay and forfeit played and defeater played and dan rose from elder brother played in defeater at that time apparently interesting either he played with them or he was like doing merch with them or it was with them but he was at that show holy shit and that's like a crazy yeah full circle thing because like now he's doing like all the story so far stuff right and like tming and does elder brother and He's got his like design company and stuff too. Yeah, I don't remember if I was to be honest. I feel like I I got into Polar Bear Club late, which okay. kind of sucks. Wondering, so yeah, like what such gold shows did you catch then? <sighs> I don't. I feel like I definitely seen at least one Mohawk Place show at some point. We played with fireworks. Did you go to the fireworks? It probably was that one. Then. It was like fireworks transit. Oh yeah. Like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I sent Dave a bunch of these posters that I found. You were only on like a small leg of that, right? Uh, I think so. Let me see if I, 
let me pull this flyer. Oh yeah, we're, sorry, we're like going on this. We we can we can cut all this if you want. Oh no, this is good. This is good, <laughs> dude. Anybody who's listening to this enjoys the hell out of this. Like okay. honestly, we'll see. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I I've got a bunch of flyers and stuff, and one was like this insane like fireworks lineup of like just like a bunch of pop punk bands like, yeah. coming together. It was pretty cool. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, it was like four or five of you. I'm trying to think who else. Mohawk Place was the best. It was. And then you did you hear about what happened there? I mean, you must have no. with like the whole lawsuit. No. That's kind of why they shut down for a little bit. Well, because of the stage, someone staged over yeah. something? Okay. Yeah, but then I heard I that was that. such a shitty situation because like this kid gets hurt and then all these bands come together, like big bands. Like I think I heard Paramore and like a data member were like tweeting like literally to get this kid money, like to pay for whatever surgeries he needed. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah. And like everybody raised all this money for this kid. And then after all that happened, he takes the money and then sues at like sues Mohawk place. Yeah. And it's like, damn, like that sucks. And then, yeah, then they shut down, they came back and it's still fun going to shows there. I saw, I saw free throw there. Super American. I've seen a couple of good shows since the reopening, but I still love it. Still a cool little dive bar. <laughs> I have, a, I do have a crazy. There was a crazy Mohawk story that I, there was like a piece that I wanted to show you. Oh really? But there's so when Mohawk was announcing that they were closing, Such yeah. Gold played one of the last shows that Mohawk. Like I think they were gonna close like days after we played. Yeah. And, um, I was like, oh really? Well, I'm gonna take a piece of Mohawk with me. All right. And there's like, back where you put the merch up there's like there was like always like a bunch of like a bunch of like wood like decorative pieces around yeah. like whatever that place was like that section of where you put merch and there was a bunch of stickers up right yeah and there's like a couple graffiti writers from buffalo that i really love attack and hurt i don't know if you're familiar if you've ever seen their stuff around uh, maybe but they had stickered there yeah and i was like damn i want that yeah and i grabbed it this was like 2012 I think. okay i ripped the piece up i like broke it off <laughs> and i was like i'm taking this home with me that's amazing and i take it home and then i pull it out like maybe just a year or two ago okay and i'm looking at it and under the stickers is written trash talk what he tagged trash talk there and like with a sharpie or whatever he just wrote trash talk holy shit and there were stickers over top of it and it's like this insane like serendipitous thing that i was like that's where I first saw Trash Talk. Yeah. That's how I like heard of Trash Talk. I first saw them at Mohawk. That's so weird. <laughs> I ripped this home like ripped this off, not even knowing that Trash Talk was like written on that. Wow. Until I like look at it and I'm like, damn, what the fuck? That's and actually I ended insane. Up with them. So it was like, yeah. it was, like this mind blowing thing. Totally full circle. Yeah, it was pretty cool. That's cool. Well, dude, man. Anything else to plug? I mean, we got we got a new public opinion record coming out, new shows, be on the lookout for those. Like, yeah, um, I'm check out the drum club. Be on tour with We Are the Union, right? Um, June and July, um, playing the Northeast. Um, Hell yeah! Tickets are selling pretty well. I guess they're like kind of bigger rooms this time, nice, um, which is really exciting. Um, and just really great people on that tour, and like super excited to be hanging with it. And then I'm playing with Jer. Um, cool. Jer plays horn in We Are the Union, um, but they also have like their own like solo thing, which you might also know it as Scott Two Network. Um, but Jer also has like a record release under Jer and I'll be playing with them in Florida for two shows. Like one show is with against all authority and suicide machines. And then the other is like (sighs) another show. I'll post the flyer on my Instagram, but 
It was like the 20th, 27th anniversary of the Suicide Machines record the other day. Yeah. yeah. So they're going to, I think they're going to play a bunch of those songs. Oh, at, so good. Show, which will be exciting. That's amazing. Yeah. One of the best Michigans. Hell yeah. Well, this All is right, amazing. I'll shut, the, I'll shut the fuck up now. <laughs> Same. <laughs> All right. Sorry. This was, this was awesome. Sorry, literally. Go on for no, so dude, you're good. If you ever want to come back on, like this was fun. Yeah. I love do doing and this. Let's hang when you're in Colorado Springs. Let's do it. I, I honestly, I want to come up in like maybe like the fall or something. Just fly down for a couple of days. Cool. That'd be fun. I'll be there. Hell yeah. Oh, All right. All right. Thanks, Kellen. Thanks everybody. Thank you. <laughs> Sick. That was awesome. I don't mind.